Yeah. Continue. So, let's do a quick um, a sort of recap of things that have happened since it's been a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, uh, Lucendra, the wizard, Galahad, the cleric, and Agate, the monk. Uh, you guys... Who is that? Who is that? The woman in the computer. The, wo- the computer woman. Um, She's inside the computer. Is it one of those, like, poorly animated desktop strippers? No, it's, it's okay. Cortana. Oh. It's the default. Yeah. Go back to Halo. Yes. <laughs> anyway, isn't there a new Halo game coming out? Go work on that. <laughs> but she's already dead. Oh. Oh, well, spoilers. I haven't even played the game. I, was, I, was, I think she's dead. I was looking forward to the, the rich lore of Halo. So I think that, that happened in 5, where she was like going insane. I don't even know. I don't remember the five. story from that. I haven't played 4 or 5, so... Because that requires an Xbox One. I remember one thing from the Halo games, and that is, in the original Halo, the pistol was the best weapon of the game at any range. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The pistol was the best sniper rifle you could have. Dual-wielding SMGs is pretty awesome. In Halo 2, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's right. Anyway, so, you guys have been hired by a cleric named Mm Clownick. Clownick, a a cleric of the god of trade and travel. And he had asked you guys to... Uh, investigate a disruption of... I'm going to kick you in the face for that. Oh. Where is it? Just, oh, punch, just punch it. So, uh, yeah, he'd asked you to, to investigate the disturbance that was happening on a trade route east of Prelude, the city where you started with. Mm-hmm. Um, basically that um, it had been suggested, reported, I should say, by survivors of these weird, persistent attacks happening on the trade route, that they were being attacked by things that looked like kobolds, but that could fly and breathe fire like dragons. And so, Clownick, not knowing sort of what um, what kind of credence, if any, to give these, these reports, hired you guys to travel the trade route, um, to head to a town along the train route, uh, trade route, Canaria, uh, and gather supplies and ask some questions and gather some intelligence and figure out what exactly is going on. Um, and basically to find out, to neutralize the threat if that was still the case, and to come back with some kind of proof of your success, right? And then he would mm-hmm. give you more money and um, <laughs> the blessing of the cathedral, I guess, or some such. So, you guys uh, left east out of Prelude, went down the trade route. You came upon a wagon that had been waylaid by bandits. Um, several of them suffered third-degree burns. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> wanton fire violence was applied. Yes, as needed. Applied directly to the masses. It was mostly non-lethal fire. Yes, heavy quotes. <laughs> Very heavy quotes. Stunning fire. <laughs> yeah. So, so you guys had taken care of that, and in the process, uh, rescued a pair of travelers. Saka, a, a trader, uh, and her uh, adolescent son, Hiro. That you kept trying to recruit. <laughs> and they, of course, in... Um, in, as compensation and in, in thankfulness, uh, they offered to um, pay for your food and lodging once they arrived in Canaria. They were headed that way to begin with. Um, and also that um, Saka's brother, Sid, 
at the Red Wings Metalworks would definitely like compensate you in some way after hearing that you'd, you'd saved his his, his camp. Mm-hmm. Right. So once you arrived in Canaria, um, a sort of a compact village is surrounded by fortified logs. You remember. Um, you went inside. Uh, you settled in in the sapphire spoon. Uh, Mother Carlene uh, gave you some delightful dishes that gave you some interesting benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, and after a nice sleep, you uh, began sort of roaming the town, uh, asking questions of the chief guardsman, Hamath, um, of Sid and Sidney, the married couple at the uh, Red Wings Metalworks, and um, just generally trying to get some more information about uh, this uh, kobold business. Uh, yep. So if I remember correctly, that's roughly where we left off because you, Galahad, you'd visited uh, the Red Wings Metalworks. Uh, you'd talked to Sydney, who had offered to, you know, give you this this um, this material. This uh, excuse me, not material, but not material. <laughs> this 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 crystal keep stuff, which is something that you could slot a crystallia into, right? Um, and uh, you were not sure. You know what your companions might want, and so you said, oh, "We'll come back and, and figure things out." But you're taking that bobble. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. I got good news and I got bad news. Good news is I can wear all of the crystallia. Bad news is they don't have anything for you. They don't have anything in your size. <laughs> Nothing at all. I, as I come out with like a glaive. A, Chain mail yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and the nice bobble. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 just stud it out. Just, mm-hmm. I could not find anything in your size. <laughs> Looks like exhibit just ran you over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, having sort of, I believe, uh, if I remember correctly, Lucindra, you had stayed at the Sapphire Spoon to mm-hmm. just. Sort of chill out and ask some of the locals uh, if they knew anything. Or maybe Um, travelers if there was any in there. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. To kind of gather information from the the locals and from passers-by. Agate, you had gone to Hamath to ask some questions. Um, And generally speaking, you guys had had learned the following information. Um, Some of the villagers, someone, you know, a handful of people had claimed to have seen a gold dragon six weeks ago to the mm-hmm. east of Canaria, which is farther down the trade route path and closer to the ancient ruins of Cerulea. The, the ancient city-state, supposed kind mm-hmm. of general area of Cerulea, famous for that style of magic that allowed its practitioners to mimic the magical abilities of monsters. Right. And you knew that, uh, I believe, uh, uh, your history, Chad, mm-hmm. Uh, several of the outposts that you were aware of, archaeologically, you know, had been discovered, and one of them matched up with a few miles east of Canaria. So that, that checked out. Generally speaking, you understood that the travelers being attacked on the trade route, not so much individual passers-by, but mostly caravans, right? Sort of bigger targets, obviously. And sure enough... Reports had pegged them as kobolds, but again, it's spoken of these strange abilities that the kobolds had, which did not match any current understanding of kobold physics, psycho- psychology, you know, biology, any of that stuff. Monsterology. Xenology. Xenology, sure. Yeah, I'll buy that. 
Decent turn. So, uh, what is your next step here in the village of Canary? Well, I'll probably regroup. Yeah. So you return to the Sapphire Spoon. Uh, you come back from your mm-hmm. uh, business at the guard hut with Moth. Did you have that conversation, or? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, I should have. You actually yeah. had a conversation before you left. Why don't you guys talk amongst yourselves for just a minute? Sure. Mm-hmm. And the dog. murder the dog. Oh, I'll throw this dog away. <laughs> uh, oh, 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 careful. Careful, oh. Francis. It's always all over cards. Mm. So, I was able to pick up effectively nothing, just more confirmation that people who have traveled through believe they have seen these sites, but no one locally will make too much of a claim to it. Um, only travelers have seen uh, Dragon to the East and the, I think the Cobalt's attacks to the West. I got about the same. Well, I got something that may be good eventually if we find the Crystallia to insert into them, but I could oh. not find anything that might suit you two, except for maybe this brooch, and this was the only thing they had on hand. <laughs> By all means. Okay. We could always see if they could fashion up a new blueprint quickly. <laughs> yes, can you make me a crystal uh, crystal keep club? Or if they you know, could just mimic another one of the brooches. <laughs> yeah. Sid was a pretty good So, since you could use everything, what did you end up taking? I didn't. Uh, because so nothing else was on hand. Everything else was a blueprint. Oh, yeah, but you're going to take something, right? Probably. <laughs> I don't see not a, not. not a blueprint, exactly. More yeah, of an more illustration. Yeah, illustration, yeah. In the same sense that you might see, like... I can't believe I'm comparing it to this, but like... When Toys R Us was still a place where you bought video games... Mm-hmm. They have a little slip, right? Mm-hmm. They don't actually have the things out there. They had a little slip, and you brought it to the counter, and they got it from some yeah, other thing. Exactly. Similarly, this was an illustration of, like, here's the item you want to pick up. We'll go in the back and get it. Okay, so yeah. it's not like, we have to make this. No, no, no. It was, uh, the understanding was that it was, that stuff was pre-made already. Okay. Yeah. Well, you are our front line, so it wouldn't hurt to have you, uh, one offensive and one defensive thing. More than welcome to it. Chain mail and the glaive, I guess. It'll work out fine. Leon, you're gonna get punted. At least then, if you we even have. know you're gonna get punted. The items, we could trade for them from another market later if we come across something. I leave that to you. I seek to perfect myself through training, not tools. Yeah. <laughs> Capitalist. He's going to brush the shoulders off real quick. Yeah, you know, pop the ghee to get all the dust to just pop off of it for a moment. You had it that dusty in the first place? It's all the ash. <laughs> Dead skin skills of the enemy. Lucindra just looks at me and just like... <laughs> so um, the uh, 
the warm, uh, weathered look of Mother Carlene, uh, her form comes over. Uh, I guess the, the whole thing. All, all of her comes <laughs> Not just the body. Um, comes over uh, and uh, with a sort of a, a dish towel over one shoulder. Uh, how are you? How are you fellows doing this evening? Doing quite well. Very good. Very good. Can I interest you in any more of our specialties? What I had yesterday was wonderful. Good, good. I'm glad to hear it. I suppose I wouldn't mind a second meal before we head out. Or, or can you get to go? Like, or like an extra <laughs> meal for the road? Here's a doggy bag. <laughs> Here's a dog. Put it in there. We'll kill the dog later. Well, if, if you require anything, I can, I can of course, have our, our chef uh, prepare some things and, and, and wrap it for your travel. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I'll have him whip up a little something and have that ready for you by the end of the evening. Hmm? Thank you. Thank you. I think our next uh, move should be to try to find a caravan to hook on to. It's a good idea. Because they, they are more like to attack the caravan, so unless if we want to ambush the ambushers. Yeah. That makes sense. And usually caravans, especially if they're not asking or anything, are always happy to take on extra guards. Yes, extra guardsmen. Especially free guards. Yeah. If we just get a free ride, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> ride the wagon. The Citra from... Behind you, you hear a very polite. <clears throat> yes. Uh, you see before you a young human woman. She's probably 17, 18, um, in a sort of a simple peasant's dress. Um, she sort of looks visibly nervous. Uh, she says very quietly. She's heard stories about us. <laughs> she says very quietly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the polite way to put us. You're the assholes, aren't you? Know? <laughs> You're the guys who have <laughs> you, you guys brought the jerky people in. <laughs> Literal. No. Uh, you, you hear, you hear again, a very soft voice, uh, sort of hesitant voice. You you three are the, the adventurers, right? Yes, we've been known to adventure. You came from the... From Pray, prelude. Is that is that right? Yes. You were here about the um, the the attacks. Yes. Thank God. Um, listen, I I, I I can help you. Um, I I have some I have some information for you if you if you if you'll spare me your time. Of course. Take a seat. Thank thank you. And she sort of slowly pulls it, delicately sits. Um, my name is Saro. Uh, S-A-R-O. Um, I'm a, I, I'm a weaver here, uh, in the village. Um, I, uh, was, um, out collecting thatch and other materials, uh, about a, a week ago, uh, when I, I happened to spy some of these these creatures. I, I, I'm almost certain they were kobolds, but again, they 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 exhibited some strange behaviors. Hmm. Um, I, I spied them from afar. Thankfully, they 
were not able to identify me or, or, or sense my presence. Indeed. Um, but I don't know whether my concern for my fellow villagers or my own curiosity got the better of me, but I followed them. Um, I, 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 I tailed their, their little procession uh, for, for uh, a, a mile or so, and, and I found out uh, where they're essentially using this cavern as a kind of a camp, a, camp, a headquarters, something. Um, Sounds about like a cobalt. Yeah, about about three miles out of town. And um, well, um, if you are who you say you are, and and you are um, ready for this sort of thing. Um, I would be happy to, to take you there and have you, well, deal with the, deal with the problem. Oh, we'd very much appreciate it. That would simplify things. Yes, we it wouldn't would. have to worry about endangering any caravanners. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, that, that's what I, I had assumed. That if, if I could take you there, then we could spare... Um, the uh, the lives of any any further uh, merchants or, or or people of Canaria, mm-hmm. um, I could take you there and then, um, well, uh, uh, sort of hold back somewhere in a safe safe place. Yes, yeah, so the forest. Or... Sight, you can just yeah. head back. Well, uh, I, I'm not sure I would want to go back by oh, myself no. so close yeah. to the, the cave. Yeah, just um, you know, stay out of sight. Be safe. We'll take care of things. Like to roll just a cautious insight check. Sure. Why? Well, I mean, why yeah. not? I mean, yeah. yeah. Just in case. Wow. It's disguise self. She's actually a kobold. I mean, there's always that you possibility. Twelve. You Twelve. Um, there is a there is a nervousness, a hesitance about her, but none of that rings as say obscuring of the truth to you. It's not disingenuous. It is. It just seems like the the the, like the angst, the concern, the dread, you know, of a of a young woman in a village that has no real proper defense against cobalts, especially those that can fly and, and breathe fire. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> of course. Well, um. It's it's settled then. Um, I am. Um, my uh, my work uh, lets me um, produce these goods um, rather rather slowly and 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 to order. You you understand? Um, so I am I'm free to take you to these caves whenever you feel that you are ready. Right. I believe we may just be waiting on Mother Caroline with our food. Oh oh good. Um, well uh, I will. Um, I'll, I'll excuse myself. I will, I will uh, change into some more appropriate clothing, uh, gather some supplies, and then I, I will, I will wait outside the the, the Hamath's hut, perhaps. Okay, sounds good. Uh, thank, thank you, adventurous. Huh? You should uh, thank you. head off and get your other things. Uh, that was what mm. I was planning. Yeah. I'll get it while the food is getting prepared. Yeah. We'll bring your uh, doggy bag with us. Sure enough. <laughs> plump, plump, plump. Three nice sacks. Mm. Steaming. Wait, let me finish. 
<laughs> steaming uh, with uh, uh, delightful odors of of home cooked food uh, are set on the table before you, and Mother Caroline, Mother Caroline, gives you a wink and uh, says, uh, Mother Carlene, excuse me, gives you a wink and she says. Uh, I'm sure no matter where you're going, you will appreciate the warmth and deliciousness of these these meals. Of course. Of course. I can feel the whole heart put into these meals. <laughs> oh, we, we, we haven't put hearts in them for quite some time. We've One had a lot of complaints. Pig heart. <laughs> no, no, dear, that's, that's, a, that's a little joke, I, I like to say. Um, uh, well, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you've come, and, and I hope if you are heading out, which it seems that, that you will be, uh, that you will uh, take take care of yourselves. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yes. We will endeavour to do so. Very good. Uh, farewell, you lot. Farewell, Mother Caroline. Um, Mother Caroline leaves, and you are now left with your steaming sex. <laughs> and uh, mm. yes, I'll st- I'll stop saying that. <laughs> <in a second>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, sorrow has step. has left you presumably to return to her place to change and to prepare. So, and you're heading out to Sydney. Yeah. Sydney's. I mean, I'll tag along at this point if we've already got the food. Yeah, might yeah, as well yeah. stick together. Yeah. See what all they offer. Watch you get fitted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you leave the sapphire spoon. Walk the you know matter of, of feet to um, the Red Wings Metalworks. Sure enough, um, inside you find Sydney, but as you were approaching, you didn't see Sid outside in the sort of open-air um, blacksmithery area. Um, but you do see Sydney behind behind the counter waiting for you. Ah, the hero's return. Looks like we've decided. <laughs> Looks like we'll take the chainmail and the glaive as well. I see. The chainmail and the glaive. And in addition to the... Uh, the, the, the bracelet. Yeah. Yes, the bangle. Yeah, very good, very good. Very beautiful. Suits her well. Right. Uh, now, uh, for you, uh, lady, uh, this uh, this bangle here, uh, are you familiar with Crystal Keep? Has, uh, has our friend here uh, in, informed you of exactly how they work? No. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit of, oh, they slot some crystals, but... Now you understand that this uh, this bangle here has a uh, one slot for a crystallia, which is a sort of concentrated magical essence. As such, the bangle itself is magical. Mm. You'll have to tune to it. You understand? Yes. And um, if you find any crystallia out uh, in your adventures, or if you purchase it from uh, any of the larger shops in the kingdom, you're more than welcome to slot it right in, mm. and you should benefit from the magic immediately. Excellent. Mm? Uh, let's see here. Similarly, chainmail. Similarly, crystal keep as well. Who's taking the chainmail, by the way? I will. Yes. Also, single slotted. And we have the glaive for... Uh, um, our, our, uh, oh, no, no. no. He's all about key. He doesn't need magic. Oh, I see. Well, uh, uh, But our front line over there... Oh, he, oh you, well, you know... He needs all the help he can well, get. You're doubly lucky, I suppose. Similarly... Is their humility... <laughs> Similarly, that crystal key will need to be attuned as well. Keep in mind that all of this material needs to be attuned. Mm-hmm. And has one slot. Gives each. us time to eat. Make sure it digests well. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> no, no, the the crystal keep glaive and the chainmail has one slot each. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with your pack lunch. Anyway, now you are free to take these. They're all yours. I'm afraid we can't offer any crystallia ourselves. Um, unfortunately. Uh, this part of the country doesn't really get much trade there. And what we do get, we tend to use immediately in the construction of the Crystal Cape accessories. And so that is um, essentially destroyed in the process. Oh, um, but again, if you do find one out, or if you turn the prelude and find yourself uh, Crystallia, uh, feel free to slot it right in, and I'm sure you'll enjoy. Um, now, if you have any other uh, purchases you'd like to make, uh, we have additional magic items or uh, common provisions, uh, basic uh, swords and armour or and, and other weapons that you might need. Appreciate it, but I believe we are, will be ready to go. Very good. Well, um, on behalf of my husband and myself, uh, I, uh, I wish you the best of luck on your journey. Thank you. And thank you again for what you did for Sarka. Oh, it was our pleasure. We were lucky to come across them. Hero certainly thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> He's been regaling us of tales for uh, for the past few days. <laughs> Would be best to keep an eye on that one. Well, don't worry. I'm sure Saka will. <laughs> like a hawk. Because <laughs> I know if I ever see Saka again and Hero disappears, she'll probably blame me. <laughs> she said as much. <laughs> There was talk of um, uh, aggressive reclamation, I guess would be the term for it. I'd, I'd watch her. You understand, a woman scorned. It's uh, not a pretty sight. Not something you want to deal with. That's why I'm trying to have some self-control and not give you my card to give to Hero. I'm trying my best. He doesn't have much experience with women. I won't comment. <laughs> Well, take care. And I hope you give those kobolds what for. Yes. Okay. So, one crystal keep accessory, one crystal keep set of chain mail, and one crystal keep glaive. Okay. Glaive will die. Keep. Chain. So now my AC is 16. But now it's not 16 plus 2 because if I'm using a glaive, I can't use a shield. So. Mm. It's not like I was using a shield before. It's two hand and a hammer. Yep. Gotta have one free hand, you know, in case if you want to inflict wounds. It's important. And it's potent. <laughs> and glaive. That's the sad whistle dog. 1d10. Magical. Oh, wait, wait, that's right. It is. It's not range. It's called reach. There we go. Mm-hmm. Reach. Reach 10? Yeah. Yes, these items, as you might expect, magical items. Plus one or just magical? Just just Straight. magical, just regular. Yeah. Yeah. They're, and they all look require attunement. Makes sense. Okay. So, where to next? Shall we sit and eat? Yeah. 
Sounds good. Take an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Take a good break. Okay, so you enjoy the meals. While we're readying for uh, soda. There's some delightful fresh baked. Br- oh, so, are you doing that here at the Metalworks, or are you no, returning? Well, we probably go. We probably wouldn't eat at the Metalworks, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Get a nice um, hot rivet in there. <laughs> or, you know. uh, yeah, we probably go back to uh, get some heavy metal poisoning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The sapphire spoon. Yeah, the sapphire spoon. So you get back to the sapphire spoon. You find a table to yourselves. You enjoy a meal of freshly baked bread and some uh, nice uh, 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 game. Uh, that has been uh, cooked and poached uh, in a, uh, a delightful sauce whose um, particular name and type is lost to the ages. <laughs> um, yeah, and you find that uh, though it does not give you any sort of strange magical benefits, it is delicious and filling. Mm. Mission accomplished. Tell me, yummy. So, after that... You head out to Hamath's guard hut. Sure enough, you see um, Sara. You see her uh, waiting outside. She has what looks like a sort of a leather knapsack, and she's wearing what looks like um, what you'd describe as a kind of a peasant worker's outfit, some simple sort of brown pants, um, as opposed to the sort of peasant's dress that she was wearing before. A simple kind of... Not quite sackcloth, but certainly not silk shirt. <laughs> um, you know, with tunic and pants. Yeah, it's an essential sort of uh, basic um, uh, Gap Pilgrim uh, uh, wardrobe. Um, and she uh, she spots you and sort of waves you forward. I, I'm 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 ready for the journey when when whenever you are. We're ready to go. Oh, um, yes, uh, Hamath. He had. Um, I'm off. Uh, uh, the the adventurers are here, and sure enough, the door opens, and the sort of slightly surly uh, face of Hamath and the rest of him steps outside. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, you guys are uh, at least that's what Sara said. We're heading out to uh, deal with the cobalt issues, and right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the plan. Well, you may need this. And he sort of retrieves out from the sort of a, a satchel, essentially, that he keeps by the door. Uh, what looks like a brownish uh, crystal. Uh, it's an opaque brown crystal with gold specks sort of embedded in it. And he sort of hands it to the nearest person, whoever that may be. Um, found this on uh, the... Uh, the uh, well, it's really hard to tell them apart now. But uh, one of the, one of the bandits, yeah. Oof. Turns out he was hiding this among his person. It was pretty obvious to spot after I gave him a good look over because um, I wonder if this was Brad original. Not much, um, not much left in the way of pockets or hiding places once you've uh, been pretty thoroughly burned. So uh, I don't know. I I have no idea what the hell it is. I thought maybe it might be useful to you. Thank you. Sure. Uh, we don't have any use for it, and there's no... Uh, it's not evidence. It's not something that uh, uh, we need in the guard's trade, so, um, you know, chuck it in a cobalt if you want. Right. <laughs> Doesn't matter, right? All right, can I do some kind of check to see what this is? Sure, yeah, give me, uh, give me an arcana check. Why not? I'm just going to put it in my... Just, just immediately see the sockets. Nine. A nine. Yeah, it looks like a crystal. 
but before you can make any more observations, you... It's not like I can figure out what Galahad, just, just <laughs> pop it directly into your chainmail, and sure enough, there is this sort of like, almost kind of earth, earthy light that sort of envelops the entirety of your chainmail. And sure enough, um, you find that suddenly you feel the the chainmail is kind of lightly warm and vibrating with a kind of um, magic, excuse me, sort of a magical sensation. Mm. You now, since you have slotted this, uh, what you can safely assume is a crystallia, <laughs> at least you hope it is. Um, Hopefully I don't blow up. You fool, it was cursed. <laughs> you can now take a bonus action on each of your turns to take the dash action. So you can dash as a bonus action on your turn. You're part rogue now. That'll be good. Uh, uh, Amath and and Sorrow both see this sort of strange (laughs) earthly light sort of cover you and then dissipate. And uh, Amath is only able to get out of sort of a simple... Huh. (laughs) You know, you you really shouldn't put magical stuff in... Never mind. Well, I guess it's more helpful than I thought. Uh, anyway, uh, if you need help uh, out there, um, you know, it'll take us a while to provide reinforcements, but uh, if you send Sorrow back, I'm sure we can get at least one or two guards people towards you. Um, of course. Don't expect much in the way of support, unfortunately. Yeah. We're kind of strapped here. Honestly, if we need help out there, you're probably better off just staying here. Prepare the town. Suits me. Mm-hmm. You're not the first adventurers we've seen come and go and then not come back. Yeah. Not to spook you or anything, but you know, that's just the way things go. Part of the trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, uh. Yeah, I gotta go do a thing. So, uh. Good luck with that. Yeah. Good Door shuts. He's a little more talkative today than usual. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because he has company? I think he <laughs> likes you guys. <laughs> mm, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> well, it, that well, remains to be seen, I suppose. Well, I don't know of his standard behavior, so I can't disagree. Well, uh, sh- shall we go then? Um, we are burning daylight, as they say. By all means, lead the yes. way. By the way, Lucindra, I do feel, I don't know, a little bit lighter on my feet. I feel a little bit quicker. If if you wish to have this no, stone, no. you can no, have no. it if you wish. You just keep sticking magical stuff into your slots. <laughs> that, that's true. Shove this magic I don't know if slots. I can take it out yet. <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Yeah, why not? It, it's, <laughs> science depends on bold experimentation, right? <laughs> Science Don't ask, should you do it? Ask, why haven't I done it yet? Yeah. Now I'm going to experiment. I'm going to take it out of my chainmail and put it in my glaive. So, um, Sorrow, uh, with a, you know, uh, she retrieves a walking stick uh, that she had perched up against the guard hut and leads the lot of you out of town 
through one of these sort of gates after a simple exchange of, of whistles. The time is, um, it's a little, it's about early evening, you'd say, something around the uh, time of about six o'clock. Mm -hmm. And so the sun is starting to set, things are starting to get dark, but there's enough light that you can make it an hour or two before before night falls. Once we get out of the city, I pop mage armor. Mm. Yeah, get that ready. Okay. Cast mage armor. And the travel through the wilderness, um, well, down the trade route path, essentially. Um, it goes without too much of a hitch. Uh, sorrow then breaks off to the right of the path into some undergrowth and leads you, um, as again, as you're making your way about three miles outside of town, as you're pushing your way through a forested area, you start to hear the sound of a drum. Faintly, and it grows and grows and grows as you push your way out of the forest line and find yourselves looking several feet away at the uh, entrance to a cave along a sort of a rock formation near what looks like a, a relatively thin stream. You start to hear, echoing as you are coming closer, the drumming pattern getting louder and louder as you're growing closer, and what sounds like some high-pitched chattering. Does anyone speak Draconic in this yes. part? Yes. Okay. You are hearing what sounds like the chatter of kobolds, sure enough. The, the traditional sort of pitch and speech pattern of a kobold speaking in Draconic, and they appear to be chatting about... Um, it doesn't appear to be anything in particular. One of them seems like they're singing. At least you, that's what you would charitably call it. <laughs> it's clearly out of key, out of tune, very badly done, but enthusiastically done. Um, and what sounds like a, some kind of game of chance, maybe gambling going on. There's talk about rolling again and like, oh, you owe me such and such mm. and so on and so forth. And that is that, along with the drumming, is echoing out of this cave. And it doesn't appear that any of these noises or voices are being obscured or muffled in any way. They're simply out in the open, as if the kobolds have nothing to fear or don't appear don't appear to have any kind of awareness that they're being watched. Seems like we got them at rest, which would be to our advantage if somebody wasn't wearing chainmail. Well, it seems he should be able to close the gap a little bit quicker. So, yes, you see, but uh, they will definitely hear us coming. Between <laughs> you guys, at as you've exited the tree line mm -hmm. and this cave, again, you see that thin stream sort of winding mm -hmm. off to the east of the cave, slightly in front of, and then sort of wrapping around the sort of rock formation. You also see periodically what look like um, broken. Um, they appear to be almost like pillars, essentially, like the remains of a pillar from like the bottom portion. There's a very clear kind of, um, almost like an ionic column in that there are sort of grooves that indicate that there's a column and it's been sort of not cleanly broken, but very fragmented as if it had broken away over time. Um, and what look like some other sort of stone-ish stone, stone elements um, of some kind of previous architecture. So it's, it's difficult to tell from this distance. Okay. 
I'd need to get closer to figure that out. Yeah, it's basically that the, these elements are between you, where you are the tree line, and the cave. So by walking through this sort of relatively open area, you'll be passing by these these little architectural bits and bobs. All right, how do we want to do this? I think it's time for you to stay back, and we'll try to formulate. Y- y- yes, yes, of, of course. I'll, I'll I'll go back in the tree line here. Uh, is there anything you need me to do for you? Is it is there a signal, or should I should I should I should I whistle, or or do I what do I what do I I don't what, what, what do I do? I don't know what to do. We can try to imitate the guardsman whistle if we remember that. It's uh, a good idea. Something familiar. Well, here, uh, this is the, this is the pattern, and she goes one short, one long, high pitch, and two short. There. Uh, now, if you, if you remember that, short, high and long, short, short. Sounds good. So, if 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 I if I hear that coming from the cave, what 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 what, what do I do? Make a break back for town. D- yes. d- just 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 leave you here. If you hear that, then yeah. If you if if you insist, um, that means we we've been in it. we're in over our heads and yeah. Should I should I should I return? No. Go- You'll need to keep the town safe. Yeah. Right. Right. Just you know, we've worked to the guards and we're probably not coming back and maybe uh, send a message to uh, what's his name the guy that gave us the job. Clownic. 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 Yeah, he's a he's a priest. Yes, cleric oh, of um, the god of trade. It's, it's not that I it's not that I don't think you capable. It's just I, I I'm just uneasy about the whole thing. I don't mean to imply that you can't handle yourselves. But all right, all right. I'll if I hear the whistle, I will head back. I'll head back to Canaria and and do what I can to get the word out about what happened. Okay. Clownic, you said? Yes. Right. Well, um, I will, um, I'll, I'll stay here. I'll crouch low in, in, in the underbrush, and, uh, I'll, uh, good luck. All right. Hopefully we'll be back soon. Yes. And she sort of backs up into the tree line and finds sort of a, a perched spot in between some, some, some undergrowth, and she sort of gives you a kind of a, a, a tentative wave and crouches down to trying to make herself as sort of invisible as possible given the circumstances. So, shall the two of us attempt to lead by a little bit and you follow behind? We can do that. Is that the plan then? See if we can get the drop on some of them at least. Okay. Let's see how far we can get by going stealthily. If anything, one plan could be to lure out some as they're like doing their guardsmen route try to kid them quietly well if we find any guards I mean they're kobolds they could just all be they sound like they're having a good time a little racist (laughs) okay (laughs) I'm a wizard that's no excuse (laughs) I'm a wizard that means you should know better (laughs) oh no I'm pompous I'm a wizard I went to college. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> went to the, the the equivalent of Yale. Yeah, <laughs> Wizard Yale. Okay, so I went to the Harvard School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Wizardry. Yeah, <laughs> Lord Harvard. 
<laughs> Don't worry, the Devil's Triangle is a drinking game. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Where, you, where you drink enough to summon an actual <laughs> devil. And you really like beer. And sign <laughs> oh, So, um, it sounds like we need stealth checks from, from the group, if that's the case. Yep. So I need stealth checks from the group. Do we get any benefit for having him at, like, 60 feet distance? So we're leading, and then he's... The only benefit that you get is that if he is discovered, then he is discovered, but not the lot of you, basically. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, then that's an ambush. A 16. Yeah, it is a 16 for losing. Uh, nice. Oh, wow. I'm not a halfling. <laughs> Did you roll a disadvantage? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's too bad. I'm trying to remember if well, we Cal, have you get? Or Two. Two. Jesus. Agate? Uh, Natural one, though. Five, five. Because I rolled a three. Because we don't, we don't have inspiration. Right? No. Unfortunately, no. Yeah. So, uh, Lucindra, you're able to, um, with your relatively um, light clothing and sort of delicate material. I mean, you don't really make a whole lot of sort of an audible footprint, per se, yeah, it's to like begin with. wizard rose, but yeah. anime wizard rose. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, of so. course, yeah. So there's very little fabric to begin with. Yes. Obviously. <laughs> yes. Um, no, so you, you make your way, you, you sort of dart left and begin sort of um, making your way from stone to stone, from little architectural bit to, to architectural bit, um, and you're able to keep a, a relatively low profile. Very soon, however, you spot from behind a sort of a slightly broken column um, that uh, our friend Galahad, who is sort of trying to trudge through this this um, this plane, essentially. Um, I got like a glowing chest orb, you know, <laughs> scale mail in the backpack. You, um, Galahad, you end up losing your balance on what looks like a particularly soft piece of earth. Your foot sinks a little bit farther than you expected Quick it to. Your, your, your chain mail, your whole sort of armor setup, essentially, <laughs> brings you off slightly to the side. You are struggling to maintain balance. But you end up smacking into a nearby, what looks like the remains of a, well, I'd should say about a, a, a four or five foot wall. Um, um, and very quickly you smack into it and it appears that that alone was enough to cause the whole thing to crumble and, and crackle and fall to the ground in a very obvious sort of tumble of heavy stones. Just a meteor. And I'm just like, oh, damn it. Uh, Agate, uh, you very quickly on the other side of this wall uh, Jesus Christ. Do, a, do a quick sort of tuck and somersault. You manage to get out of the way, but at the same time you go just a little bit too far and end up splashing into the thin stream. Oh, so, no. that, so after the clink, splash. <laughs> You hear the sound of the drumming stop. And the chattering stop. Very silently, I'm like, how the fuck did I become the rogue of this party? <laughs> you probably have the highest decks. I got it. 14. 12. Tied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a minus. 
So you're out here in this, this still this sort of open plain area. You, as you're picking yourself up, you see that this is not just some ordinary stone. Um, you see that it's actually got a kind of a faint bluish tint to it. Oh. As if it has been carved out of some strange mineral formation, perhaps magically treated of some kind. It's got this sort of bluish uh, uh, tint to it. Um, and the rest of you um, are now sort of standing very silently in this open area and you have, again, the drums and the chattering have stopped. You can only hear sort of the, the wind breezing by and the sound of some stones still sort of trying to settle. Can I quickly try to hide? Um, give me a dexterity save, please. 19. Yeah, so you're able to very quickly, like, after this whole, as soon as you hear a noise... You duck back down, and you are behind one of these sort of larger um, ruined pillars. Pull out my club. Give it a quick uh, casting of shillelagh on it. Okay. It has a nice like glow of uh, white aura around it. Becomes a nine iron. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like standing, holding one of the rocks. Hmm. Since, since I rolled a one for my stealth check, I, it's, it's a two for well, for. Although this is interesting, <laughs> it's kind of blowing. Look what I found! <laughs> hey like, guys, <laughs> I think I found another one. There, there's a wall of them right there. Oh, there was. Yeah, oh, there it is. Right it's on the ground. Stick uh, get it in the glaive. Uh. <laughs> You just try to carve and just try to shove this stone into just the. Just get glade. like another stone, yeah. make it and make it the right size. <laughs> Give me like do twenty some, minutes. I'm gonna shake yeah. this. Do, do some flaking and that. It'll work. Trust me. It's very snapping. clear. Let me go ahead and say that this is a stone and not a crystal of any kind. So, um, uh, okay. so it is. Um, particularly dumb of anyone to try to <laughs> so shove this not, thing. It wouldn't be like not granite, but. Uh, well, granite is more. But well, I mean, that's sandstone. That's the thing, though. It has the kind of consistency bluish. and look of a kind of a marble, right? But it is blue tinted. Because I was thinking of what uh, the, the crystal, the quartz, is mm. what I was thinking of. Where it's not quartz, where it has like the rock and the crystals on the inside. Galahad, stow that the stone. We need to be ready. Sure, we can investigate it later. That's how they say shut up in private. They say, snow that stone. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I thought oh, it was smelling that. Yeah. I thought it was smelling Yeah. Mm-hmm. One day, Francis, will learn. One day. Until they, they get too old and they're like, and you don't want to go down the stairs. This is too much happening. <laughs> If I go down the stairs, I have to come back up. <laughs> so a minute passes, and then two, and you see that nothing seems to be coming out of the cave. There doesn't appear to be any stirring. The drumming hasn't started back up. The singing hasn't started back up. Chatter. Gonna try to stealthily approach again. Okay. So you get down slightly, you creep forward. And now, as you're drawing closer, uh, you've managed to sort of now kind of do a, a slight hop 
over the uh, the stream and have cleared that area. You now see that there is that this cave, this cave entrance, is quite a bit um, open to the elements and to this sort of this plain area. But the actual, it seems to sort of slowly trickle down, so to speak, into a what looks like a very small opening into a tunnel. It's a narrow, it's pretty. Yeah. Close. So what you so what you saw was what looked like a proper cave. As you got closer, you realized it was really more of a a slowly funneling kind it's of mouth. tunnel to this to this mouth essentially. And it looks like it's particularly small. It looks like to your eyes that probably a kobold could fit in here easily, but creatures of your size would probably have to kind of squeeze in and make a a, a proper go of it to try to get inside. So an adult dragon. No. Or even older than a tall dragon. They said it was pretty big. Big as a house. You're as big as a house. (laughs) Not as well versed with dragons. However, if this is the case, then perhaps you lead with a shield out until we get in. We can do that. Stow the glaive. Come out with a hammer. I'm not sure how useful stealth will be at this point if they are alerted and we are being funneled in. So after observing you two just jabber on for a few minutes, I come out of hiding. Finally with us. I was following the plan. What What was your two? What was with you two? There was a rock. There was a sinkhole. <laughs> Listen, there are, there are a lot of <laughs> things. an earthquake I may have made. <laughs> we don't want to talk about it. There's a, there's a wall. I found this wonderful blue stone. <laughs> the Bye. evil is defeated. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, so the three of you are now within sort of walking distance from this very small opening. It again leads into a kind of a tunnel, essentially, into the cavern proper. You can see that there appears to be some kind of light flickering in the darkness at the very end of this tunnel, but it's hard to make out exactly what's going on in there. It seems like they're retreated. All right, all right. I'm going to try something incredibly stupid. All right, wouldn't be new. All right. Let's go. So I'm going to use performance to mm-hmm. pretend I'm a dragon and call the kobolds out. Not a bad idea. Okay, so how are you going to accomplish this? With any magical means, or are you just putting on your best I'm sorry, um, don't Sean Connery voice? <laughs> yeah, and speaking in draconic. Interconic. Yeah. Okay, all right. I don't have thaumaturgy to help. I am the dragon heart. Okay, well then give me a performance check, please. But you can do it. I'll give you a guidance. Do I have guidance, or did I choose resistance? What did you choose? Guidance, so I have guidance. Okay. Quick slap. It's not good. (laughs) It's a nine. Everybody has to fail a roll eventually. So, (laughs) with a nine, Lucindra, you sort of... You steal yourself, you summon up from your depths, sort of... (laughs) The deepest, most intimidating dragon voice that has ever been heard in the kingdom. And what comes out of you is, You hear me, kobolds! <laughs> and there's an echoing throughout the, the, the tunnel, and nothing responds. Well, that was my plan. Are you ready to lead, then? With light? On the back? Or... I, can, I can manage that. So you cast light on what? Your shield. That'll okay. work. I have light as well, so... Well, 
It Let's not compare matter. lights here. <laughs> well, we now I have it's two about headlights. the size of the lights. It's it's true. You can are, only have one up at a time. So yeah. if both of you cast light. Are, are we going to start measuring spell books here? Yeah. yeah. It's not about the well, size of your spell book. One of you has a spell book. The other of you has. A I just book. memorize. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm a cleric. I just fucking memorize. That gives me all this spells. I don't have to work hard. But you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, so you with your shield breezy, gleaming with a kind of a, a bright light uh, as you are squeezing inside this. I assume you're moving into the tunnel. Squeezing mm-hmm. in. Again, you have to sort of turn to your side and you feel some kind of pressure as you're squeezing in. Oh, you got to suck in that just, gut. Just do the crouch walk. Yeah. Okay. Uh, How's it going? And as he's doing this, I'm molding earth to make the tunnel behind him larger. Okay, yeah. So there's, a, there's a, a little bit. You can yeah. feel Ooh, some yeah. some slight... Uh, that does work on rock, right? Yeah. 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 So, so you're feeling as it sort of widens slightly. And you're feeling some of the pressure behind you sort of start to ease up slightly. Um, but as you're moving forward, you because you're squeezing, you've got disadvantage on attack rolls and deck saves, right? Um, you're squeezing through, pushing through, and as you get closer, the light from your shield is illuminating what looks like it's a it's a greater cavern, uh, probably about at least thirty feet length and width, at least. You can see several crates sort of scattered in in the area. It looks like they have been um, based on the light that's sort of trickling in front from your shield and pushing through the the opening at the other end of the tunnel. Uh, They've been sort of wrenched open or broken on the side, essentially. They haven't been opened by conventional means, let's say. Um, You can see some inexpensive goods littering the floor. Again, sort of keeping with the idea that these crates are wrenched open and sort of the contents are sort of tossed around haphazardly. Um, But you don't see any cobalt. You've got a very thin sort of cone of vision, obviously, coming out of this this tunnel, but you can't see any cobalt. Only works on loose earth for excavation. Okay. Yep. So it so it slightly works, but yep. not well enough to yeah. pull, pulling a little underneath. Change the squeeze. Yeah. yeah. Give me a little more walk. There. Very soon, uh, Galahad. You see your light, uh, the, as it's casting into the cavern, get eclipsed by a figure. And then you hear a voice in Draconic shout, Die, intruder! I get down. In the dirt! <laughs> and you hear what sounds like... Oh, okay. And you find yourself uh, attacked by one of these kobolds. So, they have a 12 to hit you. Miss. Okay. So, you feel this pretty hefty stone smack against your shield, cring, and fall to the ground. And then you hear, there's a, there's a moment of silence as that sort of rings out in the tunnel. And then you hear, again, that same uh, kobold in Draconic shout, Fellas! Help! And very soon, you see lots of other forms are kind of squeezing into the tunnel, and you hear multiple sounds of <laughs> being being uh, spun up. And now, we need to roll for the initiative, please. Sounds good. Come on, dice. Hey, there we go. Oh. 18. 
22. Nice. That advantage really helped. Mm-hmm. So 18 for Lucinda, 22 for Agate. No, it's 22 for me. Oh, 22 for you. Yep. Agate, what'd you get? Uh, 18. 18. All right, the other way around. All right. Yeah. And Galahad? 14. 14. Okay. So I'm probably in the back. <laughs> All right. So Lucinda, you actually go first. Yeah. It's not like you can burn pants them right now. It's like, yeah, this True. is how I solve all my problems: burning hands. <laughs> well, the tunnel. to be fair, yes, that, so is, far that's what we've just, seen. Just hold your breath, and then all the oxygen will go. <laughs> uh, wow! I'm gonna nuke this tunnel. Glass it from orbit. <laughs> Glass it, oh, Jesus. Okay, so what do you want to do, Sandra? You are now... you. It's difficult to see because you are essentially hearing all of this commotion coming from the other side of the tunnel. The problem is you can't see what's going on. You see the back of Galahad with his shield. And that's about all you see. Conga line? <laughs> <laughs> Is there enough room for my bird to slip in through the... Yes. Okay, but so... Not, but very, very little. Okay. So, basically what I'm wanting to do is have my, my raven slip in front and just kind of... Take off and shoot through the kobolds while I'm looking through her eyes. Okay, well, she's going to need to make a dexterity check. Oh, God. <laughs> it's, a, it's a raven, right? Yeah. Um, or, like, You're going to pull that up right now. A raven. So uh, a raven. Plus two decks. Yeah, yeah, plus two decks, it looks like. Uh, yeah. Natural 20, so 22. 22. Okay. Uh, thankfully, your your raven familiar is um, dexterous enough that it's able to fly inside the tunnel and then do essentially able to sort of clap its wings together and almost in a kind of a di- spiral dive bomb, shoot over your shoulder and inside, and then you hear, you hear, and you see Galahad. Um, the bird shoot through. You hear a series of high-pitched squeals in Draconic as you see the forms kind of scatter briefly for a second. And then um, what sounds like open wings in flight out in the cavern. So you can see now that you're in this what looks like 30 by 40 foot cavern. Um, you see the same things as Galahad saw. But you also see six kobolds essentially crowded around the entrance to this, the exit, I guess, from your perspective, of this tunnel into the cavern. They're all armed with slings right now. It's, they are now kind of pushing and moving over each other, resetting themselves, trying to take turns, chucking uh nice-sized stones at Galahad. Well, we got six kobolds, and they're all jockeying for position to take a piece of you. Okay, hold the line! Uh, Agate. I 
Yeah, just basically going to move in behind uh, Galahad here. Okay, you squeeze in, and you move forward, and you find yourself basically right at Galahad's back. You the hand on the shoulder real quick. Right behind you. I'm going to move out. Galahad, it's your turn. How grouped up are they? Uh, they're basically right on top of each other. They're small creatures, of course, but... Um, How far are they? From you? Yeah. They're about... Gosh, they're about 15 feet. 15? Yeah. Oof! That's not far away at all. No, it's not. Oh, have to you're bonus very, action dash. You're very close to the, the exit here. But remember, you have to... Because you are squeezing... Um, it's sp- difficult terrain. You spend an extra foot for every foot you're in there. Yeah, so it's basically difficult terrain. So if I need to, I will bonus action dash to get up to them. Well, it would take you 30 feet, 30 right, feet. to get to the exit. In case, right? but I probably don't need to. And then, once I get up... So you barrel through as, as fast as you can. And I kind of, like, clap the, the shield on the ground and cast Thunder Wave. Okay, Thunder Wave it is. That is a dexterity nice. save, is that right? I think it's con save. It might be con. Well, what would hmm. you... She's a wizard. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody asked you. Thunder, Thunder Wave. Yes. Thunder Wave is a constitution save. Yes, that's correct. Okay, so there is a... You slam your shield into the the stony ground. There's a big boom noise. And you find that there's a very quick, again, an array of kobold shrieks and shouts as you see uh, six of them essentially um, as if they had been hit by a van (laughs) sprawl into the air and and, and away from you so they're going to make constitution saves Mm. actually I'm just going to use my uh, divine channel divinity channel divinity steal max damage there you go. Pump it. Okay. So. So tell me what happens. 16 damage on a save of 13. 13. So they have to meet a 13 to get that save. 16 full damage. Okay. Alright. So. Half if they fail. Half. Uh, if they save. If they yep. save. So half. It'd be 8, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So you basically, boom, and then, ah, as you, see, <laughs> as you see kobolds flying through this cavern, mm. smacking against pillars and stalagmites and uh, 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 the remains of crates and everything, and you realize, as you sort of push your shield farther out, you look out, and you see inside this cavern, yeah, that's six dead kobolds. Clear? All right, good work. Yeah, no shit. Get it. <laughs> Take a torch out of the backpack and strike it up. By the way, because of the because of the proximity of the thunder wave, the two of you are deafened. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> two of you are deafened for about a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> so you pour out into this cavern, um, and it just echoes throughout like the tunnels for miles. Yeah, you can hear sort of the thunder wave echoing through the tunnels and everything like that. <laughs> And some hair sort of like, what's going on in there? 
That's not good. <laughs> is that a collapsed tunnel? So, are, are you guys, are you all sort of making your way, squeezing your end to the, to, to the cavern proper now? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I imagine we are. Okay. striking up a torch, so hopefully we can see a bit better. It looks like there were all there was already a torch or two sort of here periodically kind of um, to kind of give a, a little bit of light. Not a whole lot because the cobalt don't seem to need very much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you strike up a proper torch and everything with your light still on the shield. You're able to sort of illuminate this cavern. Sure enough, you find a bunch of sort of random um, mundane goods scattered about. You see um, uh, uh, supplies, uh, food, and, and sundries in various states of of decrepitness, right? You see um, little trinkets and baubles. You see a small pile of coins, etc., etc. Yeah. You also see, farther into the cavern, what looks like two tunnels, one towards the sort of the left-hand side and one towards the right-hand side, leading deeper uh, deeper into this sort of cave formation. This at least seems to be where they put their pirated goods. Yeah, the step in the right direction. This uh seems to be fairly uh, cheap and expensive stuff, though. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get huh? it? Because it's yeah. waka waka. What? <laughs> waka waka. No, oh. So, yeah, yeah, we're just all talking to each other. I assume I can hear, but it's like. <laughs> just that muffled, like, underwatery sound. Mm. It's about a minute, so it's not, it's, you know, you know. It's starting to fade. You're starting to get some, some sensitive hearing. Just, 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 you know, the tinnitus. Mm. Mm. Wow. <laughs> As you're, sort of, lift. as you're scanning the room, you actually do notice that nearby, that nearby that sort of small pile of coins, um, is what looks like a set of bone dice. Hmm. Um, so it looks like the cobalt, sure enough, were gambling of some kind. You also spot what looks like a platinum coin amongst the sort of assorted copper and silver pieces. Hmm. Um, in that same pile near the sort of the, the gambling area. Looks like I won this bet. <laughs> really? That's what you're going with, really? You're fired. <laughs> There's those 90s no, one-liners I've been waiting for. No wonder you're so anxious to get an intern. You want somebody to laugh at your jokes, don't you? <laughs> somebody you can pay, who can't refuse. <laughs> Just... Just the classic, like, smirk on my face. Not a laugh. Just a good smirk. <laughs> the smirk that says, I can't wait to kill you in your sleep. <laughs> okay, so again, there's this cavern. Um, there's still a little bit of reverberation from the thunder wave. You can see some, um, some small sort of silt and dust sort of falling from the ceiling. This, the place is still just generally settling a little bit. Um, and you, again, you see the left hand and the right hand tunnels. Kind of gesture towards the right hand one with the torch. If we want, I can always put light on a crossbow bolt and then you could shoot it if we meet another cavern that's pretty dark. Do you have a crossbow? Yes, a light one. 
Yeah. Well, if it's a light, why do we need to put a light on it? It's already light. <laughs> it's a light light crossbow. It's a bright light. It's a bright light bright crossbow. Bright light. Light up the night. So, um, so what's the plan? Well, yeah. um, let's go. Let's head right. If you want to fire a crossbow bolt, I could uh, send Queen in there to uh, uh, the whole band. band. The whole band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just Freddy. No. Oh, just, just Freddy Mercury. Just, I hate to break it to you, but uh... <laughs> necromancy is the thing. In oh this well, universe. yeah, you're right. No, okay. <laughs> but no, that's that's the Raven. Of course. I assume so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming Queen can see in the dark. That was the purpose of shooting the light crossbow. It, it, it could also hold the bolt if it's just an arrow. Yeah. And it could be an obvious target. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At that point, just give it the torch so it can maybe light somebody on fire. Or just light the bird on fire. Yeah. So all it has to do is sort of swoop down, dive bomb. <laughs> yeah. It's everything you've ever wanted. I mean, they kind of tried that in World War Two. That didn't work. Well. Sure. Yeah. With the bat bombs. Mm-hmm. The bat bombs. Yeah. That. All they succeeded in doing was like burning down their own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hmm. Turns well, out they went home. <laughs> hmm. Well, at least we invented napalm. Mistakes have to be made. Yep. <laughs> well, why put more money in this project when we're about done with the Manhattan Project? <laughs> It's true, you get that right, you don't have to make any more projects, right? If you get a homing pigeon to guide your missile, then you don't have to pay for any fancy electronics. That's true, but you but you drop two nuclear bombs, <laughs> the war is over. Why, what the, why the hell are we talking? What do you want to do? Damn it, decide what you want to do here in this tunnel. We'll, we'll launch the crossbow bolt with light on the on the bolt. Tip, the bolt, yeah. So you're just gonna fire a random bolt with light mm-hmm. attached to it into the right hand tunnel. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And Queen's gonna follow it in. Yep. Okay. So you take your light crossbow, get in, put the bolt in, light, and you see sailing through. It has got as the light sort of travels through. It makes its way through the tunnels and into what looks like now Queen is obviously following here. Mm-hmm. Queen spies uh, a large circular room. Um, the floor and the walls of this room uh, on the other side of this tunnel um, are made of a mix of what look like sort of natural rock features of, of the sort of the cavern area. But also it's blended in with these ancient ruins it looks like uh, carved walls and sections that are obviously um, made uh, you're seeing through Queen's eyes I assume right mm-hmm. yeah um, are made of the same material as the um, architectural bits that you saw outside the same kind of blue tinted stone you see there's a large table um, clearly patched together by Someone who barely qualifies as a craftsman. Mm-hmm. Um, some stools, a dozen straw beds, sort of a makeshift of quality. And you can see there there are some trinkets and baubles, including some silver pieces, packed away in small piles near each bed. I'm like relaying this to him and I, oh, 12 beds? That 
that could be a problem. Six times six to go. Yes. Twenty-four if they sleep in shifts, or if they're just really comfortable <laughs> with each other. Mm-hmm. Right? Have you spotted a cuddle puddle yet? That's <laughs> <laughs> a technical term. <laughs> so, should we try to go down that way, or should we see what's down the other one? Might as well check both. All right, before we make a decision. Oh, Load mm. the crossbow. Shimon, <laughs> <laughs> another light. Now, Queen follows this one, I assume, Good as well. thing there is yeah. an, an immediate turn in the cavern, and it only goes five feet. It shoots through this cavern and lands in what looks like a, um, a, a smaller room that, at least in terms of width, but this place is, this room is entirely built from that same blue stone material, and it has a 20-foot-high ceiling. Uh, so it's a little bit more, like, polished... Yes, it's clearly like more worked than. Is it glowing? Not actively glowing, no, but it's got that same blue tint as. A little bit more like reflective rather than. There are several workbenches in the room, as Queen can see, uh, each covered in piles of mechanical bric a brac and junk. Uh, Built into the northern wall of this little cavern is a vault, and you can see two kobolds arguing with one another in front of the vault door. Or at least they were, until they saw a very, uh, a simple crossbow bolt, a lit crossbow bolt, tumble at, onto the ground of this cavern. You can see that they were previously bickering, as you heard from the echoing in the cave as you drew, drew closer. And now you can see they're both looking at the bolt, and then they look at each other, and then they look at the bolt again, and you can see very quickly they take up cover behind some of the workbenches and draw daggers. Did did I hear anything they were saying through uh, the Queen's uh, senses? As you were approaching, Queen was able to gather, because you understand Draconic, yeah. um, it seems that the kobolds were arguing about... They were trying to get the vault open, essentially. And they were arguing about why explosives didn't do the job. And... One was one who was very obviously um, based on his sort of clothing, like different leathers and sort of weird um, vials and tubes and, and so on, scattered across a, a kind of a leather belt, um, was arguing for additional explosives. Like it simply wasn't a, it wasn't a matter of explosives not doing it. Just there wasn't no, enough. No. Yeah. See, there was more explosives back there. Boom. There might have been more back there. <laughs> Oh, so we okay. need to save that guy. Right now, they are chattering very quietly to each other about, what the hell was that? It's a crossbow bolt. The humans here? They're chattering in a nervous, kind of agitated state. What's that state. doing there? Is that Frank pulling a prank again? And, and I'm like, yeah, there's there's two. They're ready for us now because they saw the crossbow boat. They're in pepper. And uh, one of them's probably an alchemist or something. And uh, I know those guys are more dangerous to, their, to themselves than anybody else, but they're, they're still pretty up. dangerous. That's fair. <laughs> Keeping my hands breath away, though. Well, it's three on two. Even if they are alchemists, I think we have the lead. Okay. You going first again? Shall I go with the shield or with the glaive to keep them... Kiss they poof. You know, kiss they poof. Suppose the glaive? I mean, 
I can keep ten, it on my back, but it might even like, ten feet. That's that's if something happens with that alchemist, that's not really gonna help. I don't think. So it's either way. So you lead the way. I'll go second and provide magical backup and uh, Let's you, cover the rear. I suppose. Yeah. Torch at the ready. So you guys are headed, obviously, towards the where you saw the alchemist, mm-hmm. right? Or what you presume to be an alchemist, at any rate. Yep. Okay. If anything, I can make a cloud to cover our advance. Hmm. Yeah, except we can't see in that either. Gonna one-up Shillelagh again and have that ready. <laughs> Okay, so you guys begin to head towards the left-hand cavern. You are pushing your way through. You've got your light. Um, what's your passive perceptions, by the way? 11. 13. 15. Okay, so Lou Galahad, Agate, the two of you realize as because of the light sources and because you're pushing forward through the tunnel, and again, as your light is tracing through the tunnel and growing brighter, you can hear the kobolds more excitedly, agitatedly talking to themselves. Get ready, get ready, they're coming! Um, You see, uh, about ten feet away, along the ground, about ten feet before the tunnel opens up into this greater area, you can see what looks like a pit trap. Very crudely um, designed and put together, but sure enough, you realize that if you stepped on that, you'd fall right into a little pit. Okay, so it, it, it's like it's covered, but it's not It's not like one of the open kind of pit traps. It's been sort of covered, covered slightly. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't extend the entire length, and uh, the, length of the, the width of the cavern, I should say, the tunnel. Um, but it is, um, you know, it's been drawn over with like dark colored leaves and rocks and things like that. And <laughs> to kind in of, the middle of a cave. Kind of make it a <laughs> sort of like... Sort of like a Vietnamese kind mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. stick yeah. kind of pit. Now you don't know what's down there, but very obviously, I mean that's a that's a pit trap. Whatever's down there is not good. So I'll stow like the shield on my back, take the glaive, and like break the the cover. Okay. And oh see, no! And you see, uh, give me a performance check, please. So you yes. smack that, and the leaves and the stones go falling. The rest of you see that the that this pit. You win either way on this. Roll. This five by five pit um, is a twenty foot drop Ooh. into shallow water on an uneven stone surface, and you can see sort of the walls of the pit are pretty slick looking. Mm. Uh, what'd you get for your performance check? An eleven. An eleven. Yeah. So um, good untrained, admittedly. <laughs> Okay. Average. So you say, oh no, and you hear that, and there's a splashing noise, and then you you see, uh, you hear um, the kobolds uh, in this sort of blue-stoned room with a vault. Um, you hear one of them go, Did we get him? You can see that, uh, is, is Queen still in the room in a kind of a perch? Okay. You see that the, um, the one with the various vials and bubbles and things like that, um, that was arguing for more explosives. The pro-explosives, go on. <laughs> well, I guess they're both pro-explosives. Fair. Um, sort of lean his head out over a, a bench. I think we're good. 
And there's a kind of a... He goes back down, and you see they very slowly start to leave their cover from the workbenches, still staring into the tunnel. There's still a lot of light. What the hell is that light? I... It is to my back, so... It, oh, it'd right, be, okay, yeah. It'd be less yeah. coming out of so the they're, So they're but... trying to peer in. They're not being able to see very much. Oops. Go. Go. <laughs> Time to run. I'll, I'll, try to, I'll, I'll try to get forward. Okay, give me a save. dexterity save, please. Woo! You can have that with advantage, obviously, because, okay. I mean, you just opened the pit up. Mm-hmm. Open this pit. No. You yeah. open the pit up, and you now know where the pit. Back to the pit. Advantage. So we're at a save. Okay, so just 19. Yeah, you're good. So you're able to sort of skirt around along the side, very clearly make your way over. And you are, what, you're rushing into this this room? Sure. Okay. They very clear the the cobalt here, and the clatter of chainmail running towards them, and very quickly they scream, and you see one of them, the one with the um, the the vials and everything like that, actually reach over into two nearby benches, into the sort of piles of mechanical stuff, mm-hmm. and what looks like do a kind of a twist or a tweak of some kind, and very quickly you see emerging from the piles of junk, um, two of these strange mechanical beings. These little constructs, essentially. They're sort of like tubby-looking kind of things made out of what look like bronze pieces and gears and things like that. And they sort of roll off these uh, um, uh, uh, these, these workbenches and begin sort of like hobbling towards you as you're running forward. Okay, so roll initiative, everybody. Yeehaw. You joker now? Yeah. Ooh, nice. 18 again. 18 for Agus. I only got 12. Only 12 got for Lucindra. Oh. Galahad? 12 this one. 12 as well. Okay. So, Agate, you go first. Lucinda, so, Galahad and I. Already Galahad has sort of rushed into the room and like... Always the guy in back. Let's say... I think "proct" would be an appropriate mm-hmm. verb here. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the cobalt and apparently the now these weird construct devices. So, you find yourselves, as you're inside the room, let me uh, show you what this looks like here on the map. Okay, let's find an appropriate space. Right here. So, you see kobolds one and... Get this gentleman here. The brown one is the alchemist, so to speak. The one with the vials and weird liquids and so on. Yeah, you guys are there. And you can see that these strange little uh, contraptions, um, they, here and here, have rolled off of the benches and have come towards you. Okay? So, now it's... Battle music time. All right, so Agate, you're first. All right. I just kind of barrel on past towards that first one. So that's you uh, here. Yep. Uh, one, kind of granite. Five, ten, fifty. Yeah, right yeah. here. So this construct, again, this sort of weird tubby conglomeration of, of shaped metal and gears and so on. A small creature, I want to go ahead and say. All right. Well, uh, start with a swing from Shillelagh. Okay. Ooh. 
will be fishing. 13 to hit. That hits. Hey. Very good. Four. Oh, nice. nice. 11 bludgeoning damage. That is technically magical. For 11 the bludgeoning damage. Oh, of right. overcoming. Damage resistance. Okay. And then I think I'm going to pop a point of key and do two quick punches to follow that up with. Okay. Pop. The offhand. Ooh, that's not bad. That is bad, though. <laughs> well, probably one hit, one miss. Uh, 22 and 8. Yeah, the 8 misses, but the other one does hit. Fair. Okay. You're rolling again you're, as you're punching the shit out of this thing? Yep, for 5 bludgeoning damage, that is. 5 bludgeoning damage. Okay. All right, so a smack of your... What was, what was your weapon? Uh, just a club. Yeah, so you smack it with the shillelagh club, and then deliver a, a punch. Yeah, and there's a good gut punch. There's a stern kind of stinging on your on your fist mm. as you collide with metal, and there's a ringing noise and a sort of a crumpling, crunching noise. But the thing is still intact. The little light on the feet hops. In fact, it appears to be now trailing smoke out of itself. A kind of a dark black smoke is coming out of it. Worried about that exploding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next, it is the, the our, our kobold friends. So, our regular kobold here, uh, you see him, um, he stabs his dagger into the earth near him, slings a stone directly at you, my friend, at, at Agate. All right. Stone for a stone. And it is a rocket-propelled stone, so it is Ooh. not... Ah, you're done. Oh, boy. You're fucked now, aren't you? Oh, no. <laughs> no. They love explosives. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that is a 14 to hit you. That will just miss. Okay. So uh, you, you see a pretty weighty stone sail past you and collide into the tunnel wall behind you. And then... You see uh, the, the the robed one. The on robed one. Again, you hear what sounds like a sling being prepared, but it's a heavier sound. Mm. There's not a stone in there. Mm-hmm. At least it seems to your ears. And then it slings what looks like this strange, like weighty vial, almost like a kind of a bulb. Yeah, like one of those bulbs. Yeah, like, like, a, like a bulbed flask yeah. towards you. Uh-oh. And let's see here. If only Mitch there worked on that. That would be nice. Okay, so that is, let's see, a seven to hit you. That will miss. Okay. So this thing flies, it strikes the wall to your left, and you can see that there is instantly a kind of a, a blackish, a deep black smoke. As, as this smashes against the wall, there's this plume of black smoke. It's relatively small, but you're able to sort of back away, and it dissipates pretty quickly on the air. Okay, then we have... Uh, who's got the more decks? The, the listen, you're up. All right. So, I got my wand out. I draw my sword as I move to engage number two construct. Okay. So you that's you, right? Yeah. So you're fine. You're here? Uh-huh. Okay. Bonus action, I go into my blade dance. And yeah, I'm gonna shocking grasp this thing. <laughs> okay. 
11. 11 to hit? Mm-hmm. That's a hit, yeah. Oh, all right. No natural armor for decks. Mm-hmm. So that's one electric damage, but it can't take re- reactions. Hey. One electric damage, okay. All right, so no reactions for this fellow. So you grab this thing, and electric current shoots through your hands and into this thing, and you realize you hear what sounds like, as you as you were close to it, you were already hearing like the vague churning and grinding of gears, clearly working very working very hard to maintain um, uh, uh, machination, right? Um, you see more smoke begin to pillar to to, to pillory. Pillar is not the word. To sort of billow out of this construct. And now you hear that grinding sound getting higher pitched and faster. It's beginning to vibrate, actually. The whole thing is beginning to sort of judder and vibrate. Can I make like a check to see if that's a bad thing? <laughs> you can give me a quick intelligence check, kids. Like a semi It's definitely bad for Oh, it, yeah. But is it bad that's a 21. Nice. Uh, this motherfucker's gonna explode soon. Hmm. Ah, uh, this is gonna explode. Um, Back up. Let's see, how much uh, movement do I have left? I think you have like five ten. So you probably you were here, right? No, I was one. You were here. Yeah. Five ten. Okay, I'm going to move. I'm just gonna charge number one cobalt. So how are you doing that? Are you moving through through agate space? Okay, fifteen. Fifteen. And here, 20. 20. And then here, 25. And then 30. Here. Okay. So, in moving away, this this construct still juddering and moving around. As you are leaving. Can't take reactions. Can't take reactions. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, as you are leaving, it's beginning to sort of like judder and roll around on, on, on the ground. Oh boy. Um, you manage to sort of like dart past it. Um. Galahad, you're up. It's like a 5, 10, 15, and then strike at our robot kobold friend. <laughs> you have reach on your... Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. a glaive. It's a glaive. That's right. Okay, so the robot one. A 14 to hit? A 14 to hit. That is, that's a hit. Okay. D10. So that's... Nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. Magical. So, a pretty heavy strike of the glaive, and you ah, and you see him sort of struggle to maintain balance as he sort of like skips dirt and stone underneath his clawed feet. Hmm. I might cast a spell. I can't remember if it's hmm? bonus action. It is a bonus action. Yeah. Couch in my turn. Okay. So, then the constructs you see. This one who is gibbering and smoking and, and, and vibrating. You see very quickly. Um, you see it actually pick up off the ground, sort of unsteadily, very clearly sort of darting a little bit, clearly um, unstable. And it moves 5, 10, 
and it slams you. Mm-hmm. It tries to sort of ram itself into the back of your head. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Now I wouldn't suppose having a shield on my back would do anything, but no, unless you're wearing it as a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> so eighteen to hit. Eighteen. Well, I guess it would have, it would have almost missed, but that hits. Okay. If I had the shield and shield faith, it would have missed. Mm-hmm. So that gives you seven bludgeoning damage. Woo! This thing beams you in the back of the head. Ooh. In addition to it, you can feel sort of the hot sting of metal and a little bit of electrical spark. As if somebody struck you with a malfunctioning tape deck. <laughs> <laughs> What's a uh, tape deck? Well, you see, back in my day, we used to have a thing where you... You'd, you'd put a small, like, it was called a tape, right? And sometimes it would have video or audio on it. It would use magnetics to, I'll, I'll tell you later. Um, I'll have to explain magnetics. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll explain it later. Um, so this thing smacks you in the back of the head. And the other one, so that was the one that was having our troubles. Oh, yeah. This one moves off to the side. And you can see it very quickly. You're hearing from inside this construct... Wee, 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 wee. And jerk gears turning, and smoke is starting to emit from it already. And it is primed to do something, you assume, explode. Primed in really Oh, uh, they're kind of like bombs. Yeah, like, I like told the you creature. they were going to explode. No, but I'm, I'm saying like the actual creature. Sure. Mm-hmm. Agate, you're up next. I think oh, yeah. we're just going to wail on the yeah. one I hit earlier. So that, this one? Yeah, that same granite-looking guy. It just needs one. Well, no, it took it took three hits, so it should explode. So take a swing with unarmed. Okay. Or not unarmed. Uh, shillelagh first. Shillelagh. All right. Yeah. Hey, 15. 15 to hit. That hits. Okay. For seven magical bludgeoning damage. Okay. So you smack this thing... Uh, with the shillelagh, it careens off to the side, connects with the cavern wall, and then explodes. There's a plume of smoke and flame, but luckily enough, it's about ten feet away, so you're able to sort of dodge this this blast. I make sure not to look. <laughs> Don't look at the explosion. Yes, thank you. It's just behind me. It's okay. All right. Follow up with flurry of blows on the other. On number one. Okay. Yep. See if we can land some hits on them. Yes and no. Uh, a 19 and an 8 again. 19 hits. Four. Four. Four bludgeoning, bludgeoning damage. All right. Very good. No more teeth. All right. Then we have our kobold friends. Our regular kobold here. A little shocked that you have rushed towards him. Oh, 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 what are you doing? Grabs his dagger out of the floor, drops his sling, grabs his dagger off of the floor, and then just juts forward trying to stab you in the gut. So that is an 11 to hit you. No. Okay. It does a quick sort of panicked stab, but you're able to move out of the way. Our uh, alchemist friend, very quickly, he... And this is done with speed and nervousness. Seeing you sort of approach, you've already got him with the glaive. He very quickly grabs 
He doesn't even look. He just grabs something off of his belt, puts it in the sling, and chucks it at you. Just point blank. Is it a ranged attack? It is, yes. If this is the weird part of being in melee range, mm. but not with him. With a ranged feet. weapon. Mm. Would he have disadvantage? I can, I can never remember this one. If not, that's okay. I don't think so. Okay. There, there's a wall of, like, sage advice on it. 17 to hit you. That'll hit. Okay. So you were smacked by this, um, this alchemical substance. You take, first of all... And blast. Four bludgeoning damage hmm. as this thing shatters on you. Ow. And... As this thing shatters, you see wrapping around you very rapidly is the series of growing brown, blackish, um, um, almost like vines, but they feel more sort of wooden. Mm. And they're sort of wrapping around you, and they are now restricting your movement. Your movement speeds are halved until the end of the alchemist's next turn. Now, I guess this it. wouldn't be technically a spell, so. Well, it is not. Yeah. Unfortunately. One time I could have had spell a mage slayer. <laughs> You'll geek a mage one day. <laughs> okay. Lucindra. I am going to attack number one with my sword. Nice. Very good. Number one, the construct? No. The, oh, this guy. Yeah. yeah the poor cobalt. Yes. So that is a 24, a 22. That doesn't hit. He's he's super swole. He's gone <laughs> into his final form now. His bar is extended across the screen. He has put on a new fashion outfit, and he is... How many colors now, did he go through before going for? He is now Giga Cobalt the Destroyer. Um, no, that hits. Okay. I'm not really good on a D8 tonight. Uh, so that's uh, four slashing damage. Oh, four no, slashing that's damage. also specifically within five feet. Okay, so pretty heavy... What are you using, by the way? A longsword. Longsword, right. Shunk! And there's a slice of sca- you see scales uh, crumble off of him. There's a spray of blood ah! as he backs up and and in a way scrambling back towards one of the uh, the nearby uh, workbenches. Okay, uh, anything else on your turn, Sinner? Uh, do not think there's anything else I can do. So no. Then Galahad. Mm-hmm. I will step in and then attack the kobold again. Okay. If if number one wants to make an attack. The the construct. It will attempt something. Okay, okay. Okay, so it tries to sort of bean you in the back of the head okay. again as you're as you're moving by. It rolls a natural one, so it was a ruse. I react, and I. It needs to make a dex save. Okay, very good. All right, so it makes its dexterity save. Natural twenty. So I think it just takes half of five lightning damage. Half of five lightning damage. Okay. Because what are you throwing out? Uh, one of my abilities for uh, being a tempest cleric. Mm. So there's a quick sort of. Oh, actually, it's it's actually D8s, not D6s. Slightly higher half. So do we need to go? Do we need to get that again? Yeah. Okay. 
Where is my other D10? D10? A D8. D10 is right there. D10, D10. Oh, here's the other D8. Oh, that's 11, so... Half of 11? Five. Okay. Very good. Okay. So it begins to smoke deeper. There's a there's a spray of lightning, and it begins to, again, whine higher and louder and pitchier. Oh, boy. And then I attack the kobold. Oh, for a six. A six, you yeah. say? Mm-hmm. Respectable. Nope. Not even for a kobold. I, I was, like, too busy looking behind me. I was like, huh. <laughs> like, yeah, I got him. You showed that... Essentially, weird decorative urn thing. Who's what's what? You showed that. You showed that high school shop project. Ooh, what's what? Deep cuts. Okay. Then we have our ah, our creatures, our little constructs here. With the one remaining. Okay. So I need both of you. I need Agate and mm-hmm. I need Galahad. Both of you, please make a dexterity save. Ooh, eight. Eight? Roll to four. Seventeen. Nice. Seventeen. Okay, so, Agate, you unfortunately, this thing explodes. Right Shards of face. metal, fire, and smoke. And you take twelve fire damage. Ooh. I do still have resist fire, so half that. Fire? Yeah. We face in six points. So twelve to six. You take no damage. Cool. It's a saver. Saver. Saver die. Well, not quite as dramatic as that. Saber maim. <laughs> it's a light bit of maim. Yeah. And it is, of course, left in a in a. A heap. There's very little remaining, and what little of it does remain is now buried in the nearby walls and floor. Alright. Time to close that distance. Okay, then we have Agate, you're back up. You took about six fire damage because yep. of the resistance from the, uh, the, the stew. Stew? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have the stew? I have the stew. Yeah, paper stew. We're gonna close the distance and just shillelagh out. That's why I'm kind of still up, is because I have that six extra temporary hit points. Oh, nice. Ooh, damn. Uh, 21. 21? That hits. Very good. So you were smacking the uh, the, the robot one with the strange vials? Mm-hmm. For eight. Eight damage. Okay. So, Crack. You see the cobalt jaw underneath its sort of weird, this sort of brown robe dislocate, and then it very it slumps onto the ground, and it is very dead. I just like wait for that explosion, vial <laughs> like breaking, crunching. Like, <laughs> you don't hear any crunching. You just hear the slump of a of a clearly dead cobalt Ooh, against the wall. This is good. <laughs> okay. Our friend, the only remaining kobold, very quickly, um, as he sort of realizes, he turns and sees his comrade full. Taking a nap. Use it. Use the special move. 
he sees his comrade full, and then very quickly you see him, Lucindra, as he's look, like sort of taking stock of the room. He drops his dagger and very quickly sort of scrambles back against one of the the the, the benches proper. He actually gets on top of it, and he's like, he has his hands up, and he says in Draconic, don't he? Well, he says in, a, in, a, in broken common, rather, mm. and, don't kill, don't kill, don't kill. Legendary action. So, <laughs> I like uh, point my sword at him and saying, and Draconic, that's right, cower. You see, he's, he's, he's wringing his hands and, and putting himself in the down in his lowest possible position as he can make, trying to kowtow to you. Yeah, very clearly, making himself as small as possible. Yeah, he, he says, he says, now responds in Draconic, yes, yes, all, all, all praise to you. Mm-hmm. Now, now we have master. questions. I, how, 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 how can I assist, Master? How many of you are there? One. T- uh, twelve. Uh, eleven. Well, less than that now. What? Four. <laughs> yeah, you're down. Technically five, yeah, if, if we count this guy. <clears throat> well, there, there were twelve. Yeah. Um, Ask if there was the dragon. Seriously? I'm not asking. You ask if there's a dragon. Because I'm not asking that. Do you follow a dragon, little one? You see... to try to figure out what's going on with I'm, I'm not even going to roll insight on that. Just, no, that's fair. That's good. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased by this. Are you... You have brought your bull out here. You just want to chew on the bull. Apparently. So, um... Yeah, so he responds with this very, this long hiss of yes, and he's still cowering away. Alright, um... What were you doing here? Uh, trying try to open this. And he points towards this this uh, vault you can see in the room. There's a very clear door. Um, there's a handle and a slot set into the right side of this sort of vault hmm. door. And above that, you can see now that you're closest to the vault, you can see there's some kind of inscription. It says, when breathing fire alone isn't enough, and this isn't common, by the way. <laughs> when breathing fire alone isn't enough, become a key and self-destruct. And I just like, all right, not what you and him were doing here. The lot of you, what were you doing here? Uh, what do you, what do you mean? I'm sorry, Master. I, I my, my weak intellect is, is, is not able to, to compare to yours. Please be gentle. All right. There were 12 of you. What were the 12 of no, you doing here? 11. <laughs> Well, technically five, but when there were twelve of you yes, yes, before we yes, got here, yes. what were the twelve of you doing? Well, I don't know what everyone else is doing, but but me and Crick Clock here were trying to get the vault open. <laughs> I love kobolds. Okay. So over over the how long have you been here? Oh, many moons, many moons. Uh huh. And over that time, what have you done besides try to open this door? Uh. Me personally, or 
All of us. All of you. Oh, uh, well, we've, um, we've taken things. Uh-huh. Uh, we have, we have played games. We have some. We have taken more things. Uh, and we have served our queen. Not that, not that we have one. <laughs> right, tell me about the queen. Uh, why, why, well, we... If, I, like, bunk him on the head ow, with my sword. Ow. Okay, 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 okay. Um, if we had one, uh, she would be very important, and, uh, she would be, um, you know, she, she would rule us from her throne room, and, you know, do queenie things. Do you know anything about you guys being able to breathe fire or fly? Didn't want to ask about the dragon. Yeah, this conversation's already gone south. I, I wonder if the oh, dragon God. lies behind the vault. Be a strange place to live, but perhaps. Hmm. I mean, there's been talk of kobolds flying and breathing fire. Oh well, well, well that's silly. <laughs> um, I certainly can't do that. I'm gonna do an insight check. This now. Okay, make you make your insight check. Go for the gold. So, let's see, what's on it's Oh, 19. Yeah, I mean, this kobold's obviously bullshitting you. Mm. Out of fear. Mm. He gives you a toothy grim. Who have heard of a kobold that could do that? Oh, there's a picture. I like, I like, uh... We could see if you put my, the tip of my sword right under his throat and say... Uh, okay. I have heard of a kobold that can do that. Okay, maybe, 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 uh, maybe the queen can do that. I don't know. I've heard. I haven't actually seen it, but I've heard. It's only the queen. And if this queen exists, hypothetically. Right, right, hypothetically. Where would she be? She would be in her throne room. Of course, that's where, the, where, where queens live. Right, and where would that be, hypothetically? Uh, farther into the cavern. That way. And he's, you see him sort of point in the direction of another tunnel. Mm-hmm. All right, I say this in common. What are you guys going to do with him? I think we've got about as much information as we're going to. Can lower him down into that pit? That should keep him busy for a little while. Wait, 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 wait. Don't do that. You could carry the crossbow bolt. <laughs> I, 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 I have some strength. I could carry things for you. Uh, I could be very unobtrusive. See? I learned one of your fancy words. But you don't want to be put down in the pit. Is no. there any particular reason? I don't like to be wet. Mm. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, walking so, off with his pole. So, we're going to have to do something with him. Ideas? You could carry the crossbow bolt and go in front of us. Uh, fr- front, front is not um, preferred. Back or would be better. Or back. What? Otherwise... You want him to be our standard bearer? Is that what it is? <laughs> I, uh, what, what is this standard? I, I do not know if, what this means. If, if he's in front, there's a chance he could run ahead. Back would probably be better for his own safety. Or I, I, I could stay here and warn you of approaching uh, monsters. 
Or you can let me go. That is an option. It's a good option. Can For you, you yes. though, I mean, these guys have been terrorizing caravans. Yes. In groups. Alone. And probably with their queen. If we remove the queen, we remove the problem. Mm, that's true. If that is the only one who can fly free flames. That's true. Do you have any more of these constructs? Uh, no. Uh, I'm not the one who makes them. Cricklock uh, was the one who make, made them. And uh, he was only able to make the two uh, before you uh, brutally mm. killed him. Well, I suppose we could send him out with uh, Sorrow. Do we really want to send him out to the poor peasant woman who's probably scared out of her mind? We can tie him up first. So, what are we going to do? Just, like, tie his arms behind his back and then tell him to go out until he finds a peasant woman? We would definitely lead. I'm right here. You can talk. I'm right here. Do you have a name? Uh, Yes, Crooklick. Crooklick. We could lead Crooklick out and provide Crooklick to Sorrow to keep an eye on him. Uh, who, is, who, is, who is this? Oh, don't worry. Um, that might just prove to be more anxiety for the poor lass. Yeah. I, I, I don't think she wants to watch over a kobold. No, nobody. Nobody wants this. I watch over myself. <laughs> So then your suggestion is? Time to a pillar. I suppose so. Uh, we could tie him to one of these benches and... That would work too. And then after we get done in here, they'll let him go or whatever. Could, could you humans make a decision, please? Because it is very uncomfortable for me to listen to you rattle off all the ways in which you could bind me or kill me. So as if any of the tables are... Not upright. I'll put one upright. What do you mean? Like one of the benches or tables. Like if if they're like turned over, I'll set one upright. No, they're all they're, they're all still upright. Up. Yeah. So I'll just like pat on one. He's of the already tables. on one of them. Okay, lie down. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. As I like uh, take out some rope. He very slowly sort of pushes some some mechanical bric-a-brac off. Uh, okay. Uh, <clears throat> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm down. Around the middle, or are you doing, like, arm to post? Uh, around the middle. Okay. <laughs> so you bind him to the to the, the workbench? Okay. You take some heavy rope, wrap around. Okay. Don't worry, it's not too tight. It's uh, a little tight. <laughs> I'm going to take a look at this door. The vault door? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure enough. Yeah, it's made out of that same sort of bluestone material. Um, it's very clearly shaped and constructed, right? Um, there is a handle and a slot, and sure. And again, the inscription reads, When breathing fire alone isn't enough, become a key and self-destruct. And you can see that the slot is about... It's maybe a few millimeters. It's not, it's not even... It's, ma- it's not even half an inch thick. Clearly, there's, it's, whatever's meant to go in there is very thin. 
more of a proper keel. No, it's not even a keel. It's a slot. slot. Yeah. So there's a. It's clearly a horizontal opening, mm. okay. wider than it is tall. Hmm. Become a key and self-destruct. Mm. Well, those things exploded. Are they keys? Uh, well, they made them. They're a little bit, quite a bit bigger than that hole. Take a good look at the hole. Get kind of a thumb or part of the hand or a finger to get kind of measurements on it. And then okay. just try an investigation to kind of sift through some of the stuff on the desks. See if something yeah. kind of Yeah, roll an investigation check for me, please. Not terrible, but 14. 14. Okay. So with a 14, you uh, very quickly see that... Um, yeah. You know, that's about the same uh, width and dimensions, basically, that slot, that could very easily accommodate a coin of some kind. Hmm. You still have that uh, platinum coin? Stick the you platinum. didn't pick it up, you just saw it. Well, that was the the, 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 the that was idea of, like, it looks like I won the bet. Bet. I see, okay. I thought you were just making a <laughs> stupid <laughs> 90s joke. Well, that, okay, all right. <laughs> No, so he can multitask. No, <laughs> well, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you picked up this, this platinum coin. As you're looking at it uh, in the light of this this room, you can see that it on one side depicts a dragon. So you shove this platinum coin into the slot. Okay. So it falls into the slot, and you hear you hear a satisfying plunk. Wonder if there's more than one just needed, or we can try the handle. Let's try the handle. Okay, you try the handle. It doesn't move. Hmm. Maybe we need more coins. I, mean, I suppose we have a number of coins on hand if we want to try, but uh, they might be special, like the platinum. Hmm. You, so if we find more with you like recall... dragon, I I I kind of. You recall, Lucindra, that inside the the room with all the uh, makeshift straw beds and the table and so on and so yeah. forth, it, amongst the piles near each bed were some silverish pieces. Possibly there could be more coins there. Let's, uh, let's go check out the bed. Maybe there was more coins there. So Stay still. I don't tight. think he's gone. And I pat his head. <laughs> yes, Master. And uh, we go off to the beds, right? Next time. So you make your way back into the original cavern and off to the right and into this this room here. Again, it's this mix of natural rock formation and ancient blue stone ruin, right? Um, so, can I assume you were just kind of searching the room, taking a look at what's inside? Taking a gander. Okay, so I should have asked him if he knew what created these ruins. Probably does. No. You find one new and one slightly used uh, uh, set of tools. You see, um, the new set is that of what looks like a cobbler, and then the slightly huh. used set is that of a tinker. Makes sense. You see three sets 
of studded leather armor amongst sort of piles and, and uh, general disarray of the room. You find a traveler's pack. You find uh, three platinum coins, and each similar in size and make to the mm -hmm. one that you found before. I want to have a good look at one of these platinum coins. See if I can figure out anything about where it came from or history check. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could do a history check, an investigation check, whichever you're more comfortable with. Um, doesn't matter to me. So that is an eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Um, in addition to the th to thirty three silver pieces that you find just scattered about. The one platinum coin you're looking at, Lucindra, is, uh, it's again, it's similar in size and make to the one that Galahad picked up, only this one has a mimic uh, on it. On, on it, yeah. Mm. It appears to be, uh, did you make uh, your check? Yeah. What, what, was the, what was the result? It was 18. 18. Uh, was that a history or an investigation? A history. I'm sorry. Yeah, so, so based on the material and everything, it looks like an old coin. It doesn't look like a, a, a king of a coin of current kingdom make. Mm. Right? The kingdom didn't press this. Um, Do you think the ruined kingdom made this? or It's quite possible. Let me see those other coins that we found. So there are two others that you found in this room. One of them has a cockatrice. cockatrice. And the other has what looks to you, based on, the, based on your knowledge, of a displacer beast. Mm hmm. Hmm. So, would any of these things self-destruct? Not to my knowledge. Yeah. Perhaps there's still more to find. Perhaps. Do you think that these coins have any sort of magical capabilities? It's odd that each one is individually stamped with something different. Let's find out. I'll spend ten minutes casting the type of magic. Just to engage thumb twiddles. <laughs> That's your uh, somatic. So you're doing detect magic? As a ritual, yeah. None of these coins have a particular... They have a vague essence of magic about them, but in the sense that these coins aren't enchanted in any way. They just... It likes, it's like they've been immersed in an environment that was... Inherently magical. Does that make sense? Traces of magic rather than any. It's kind of like in the smithing process rather than. If you will. Like in the. Yeah. In the same way that if you, you know. Worked into. If you work in a smokehouse, you yeah. know, you're going to come out smelling like a smokehouse, so, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So it seems that these coins were in a rich magic. Uh, rich environment, magic-rich environment, hmm. and they have traces of that on them. But as far as them being magical themselves, no. Perhaps we have found ruins. Yes, it, it would seem so. So. I suppose we go farther in then, and yeah. then... Does this tunnel go in the, Does this uh, area go in? So this, this area that you're in now... Um, there is a what looks like a um, a tunnel um, leading out 
to the sort of left hand side, sort of back left. Um, and there's one that leads out. Um, it extends. It's basically on the opposite end of where you came in from the initial cavern, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a cavern, the tunnel. Now you're in this place, and there's one opposite that entrance, yeah. mm-hmm. leading further in, further deep. And there's one off to the left, kind of left to where where you previously were. Yeah, it's possible, possible. based on the, the orientation. Orientation. Yeah. Uh, well, which direction do you guys want to go? Or do you want to split the party? Since we have three tunnels. Well, one just goes back. Well, one you already you already <laughs> went to, so but no, you could go back. I'm talking about there was a there was another tunnel in the other. You're one. right. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wasn't near the vault. Yeah. Yeah. That would require some backtracking. Let's just pick one here. Yeah. The right seems to be the stronger choice at the moment. Yeah, if we could just go left, we could probably hear that other cobalt screaming and then turn around. So you're going to go right. to the sort of northern end of this room and continue that, on? That That's opposite to where we entered? Yeah, it's yeah. opposite. Well, it's opposite from yeah where you entered, which extends to the initial cavern that you came yeah. in. Yeah, okay. Right. feel like deeper yeah. end, in theory. Deeper end of the area, yes. Okay. Let's go deep. So you push through the tunnel... And inside, you can see, uh, inside this well-lit blue stone room, bigger than any other uh, room that you've been in previous, you can see that there are two kobolds reviewing a map. It looks like a map, anyway. It's a long scroll with markings on it. Um, While a third feeds morsels to two reptilian monsters as it tries to teach them commands. Mm -hmm. There are two badly mangled cages against the eastern wall of the room, and on the northern wall is a large, ornate door. Wooden door, I should say. Question. Uh, Yes? I had the stake. Was the stake give you temporary hit points one every hour or one every minute? Hmm. The stake? Yeah. The stake, whenever, whenever a minute passes and you haven't gained temporary hit points or taken damage, you gain one temporary hit point. Okay. How many minutes has it been since our little... It's been at least ten. Well, that's true. So It's true, yeah. Then it goes up, up four plus con modifier. Uh, that's the maximum, yes, yep. four plus con. Because it does stack. Okay, so... Woohoo! I'm technically still above max. So inside, as you come in, um, you can see that there are... Let's see. So there is what looks like a... There's the table there. And you can see the two kobolds sort of pouring over this map. You can see... um, the third kobold off to the side, um, again feeding scraps to these two reptilian-looking monsters and trying to teach them. Mm. Uh, sit, jump, sit, sit, drop, <laughs> shake, yeah, bop it, play that, twist it, <laughs> shake it. Do you think Queen could mimcry our other kobold friend to? They haven't spotted you yet, but mm. it's only a matter of time because this is a clear opening. There's not any sort of cover there. I don't know, distract or 
Let me see what I can come up with. Okay, my raven can use mimicry. Uh -huh. Allows it to mimic the sound. We had a nice conversation with that one guy. Yeah. So can it mimic a cobalt in distress on the other side of the room? It could try. Yeah, let's do yeah. that. He would have to give me a... I think there is a DC in the... Performance check or a deception check. Uh, let's see what it's DC 10 for the creatures to... Uh, determine. Determine. Oh, yeah. Okay. DC 10 wisdom insight check. For a creature that hears the sound. What, where are you getting that from? Uh, the Raven's ability. Okay. Hmm. Alright, so DC 10? Okay. Yeah. A creature that hears the sounds can tell that they are imitations with the successful DC okay. 10 wisdom inside check. inside check. Okay, is that, is that what you're going to do? Yeah. Okay, so you send Queen out sweeping farther into the room and you hear... Um, the warble of its throat mimic the best as he can a kobold sort of yelping and so you see one of you see one of the kobolds on on the other side of the map table sort of perk up and do you hear that and the other one across from the table um, doesn't even look up from the map and he says fucking birds again pay <laughs> it no mind which which one which one said that? Don't light the map on fire. <laughs> Don't light the map on fire. <laughs> Should I guiding bolt him? Sure. You can see that this one is now actively sort of looking around the room, and very quickly its eyes fall on you <laughs> at the entrance. <laughs> ah! Intruders! Intruders! Go! <laughs> guiding bolt. It's time to roll initiative. I'm roll afraid. initiative. Roll roll. Ugh. Oof. No, they caught us off guard. <laughs> eight. So, eight for our friend Agate. Yep. Okay. Six, Sixteen for me. Sixteen nice. for Lysandra. We, we all did poorer than our previous rolls. Seven for me. Seven for you. Go ahead. I actually did better than what I oh. did last time. Because huh. I got like a twelve oh. last time. Oh, yeah, that's where you did good. You had a 22 before, so you're... Yeah, I'm all over the place. Going back up. Okay. It's a weird, like, 13. I have to scroll here, you'll excuse me. Twelve. Okay, so Lucindra, you're up first. Let's see. How far away am I from those guys? From which guys? Uh, the guys at the table. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty, roughly thirty-five, maybe. Okay. So, yeah, I'm going to draw my sword as I go up to number one. Since I can get there in thirty, right? That's what you said, right? Yeah. yeah. And while I'm walking over there, I'm just gonna so you move start up to dancing. here. No. So we got one more of those left. Oh. <laughs> and uh, 
Nah, kind of <laughs> coordinate with my bird. And as I get over there, she's going to swoop down and dive bomb the guy. You know, buzz his head to kind of assist me. To help, attack. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. To the help action. So you're attacking simple kobold near the through the, the map yeah, tech. Yeah, okay. Boy. Yeah. And I'm like, don't ask, underestimate birds. Ow! <laughs> and that is uh, bird of prey. 22 to hit. 22. <laughs> it does hit. This is not a mini boss. That's what you say as like the little reptiles are basilisks. Hey, Four uh, don't look at slashing damage. Four slashing damage. Just it takes a pretty heavy blow. Again, there's a spray and a shattering of scales. Is it? You see, it actually sort of flops over the corner of the table and onto the floor. Nice. Okay. Um, next up would be ah. So very quickly, you see that. This sort of, we'll call him a tamer at this point. He turns and then just sort of gestures in, a, in an angry draconic. And then you see that these, what you can now tell what look like tiny, now that you're closer, you can see, Lucinda, these look like tiny dragons almost. Um, they hmm. um, skitter forward. They don't take off, but they skitter forward. 5, 10, 15, 20. 5, 10, 15, 20, 20, 30. So this one comes up to you. So what size is it? It's medium. Oh, it's medium. Okay. Yeah. They're about the dog. size of like a dog. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so they. So this one rushes towards Baby you. dragon. Baby dragon. <laughs> Let's see. So it was here. 5, 10, 15, 20. Yeah. Okay. What color is it? Gold. Mm-hmm. It tries to bite you. It gets a 21 to hit you. Yeah, yeah, that hit. And then it tries to get you with its tail. Ooh. That is a 22. Oh, yeah, yeah, that uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the bite inflicts. Now, remember, he said mini boss. He didn't. Spe- that was the goblins, not, you know. <laughs> That's five piercing damage for the Here's bite. The uh-huh. Ooh. And then eight pierce- bludgeoning Ooh. for the tail. I got one hit point left. <laughs> You're up, though. So here, 20, 20, 20, Yes. So this one comes directly towards you. <laughs> right towards um, you, Agate. Oh, doggy. And it... <laughs> sit, boo-boo, sit. It tries to claw you. All right. It is essentially pouncing towards you, trying mm-hmm. to get on top of you and clawing you. It has rolled a natural 20. Oh, boy. Plus five is a 25. We're going down. Okay. So, it will roll. Let's see. Be the whistle. Be the whistle. Yeah, make, make the whistle. <laughs> Ten piercing damage. One hit point left. And I need you to make a strength save. I'm okay at those. Okay, let's use this die. It's slightly better. Hey. 22. All right. So this thing barrels into you, claws you, but it does not manage to knock you down. You are now essentially wrestling with this thing. It is gnashing okay. and clawing okay. at you. Nice. So both of us are at one hit point. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> then we have, let's see here. Ah. The, the, the cobbled. Mm. So, cobbled responds in kind. 
Good old tries to time. stab you with its dagger, Lucindra. Rolls a 15 to hit. That would hit, except I make a gesture and it just pops. Ah, shield. Off a shield spell. Okay, very good. All right. So there's a sort of shimmering arcane energy as it bounces off. So now you have plus five AC for until the start of your next turn? Yes. Yep. Which I would have used against the dragon, but it wouldn't have helped. Yep. yep. He, number two, you can see, moves around the table. Five, ten. Similarly, tries to stab you, and he has advantage. Die. <laughs> so you roll. Yeah. One of those is a one. That's not good. So a twelve to hit you. No. Okay. Another miss. All right. Then we have, let's see. I hmm. believe uh, Agate, you're up next. Well, this is a fine mess we're in. Um, <laughs> I mean, at this point, I think it's just Shillelagh, the guy in front of me, and... This gold drake-like thing. Yeah, and then I guess offhand punch. punch. See how that goes. All right, swing. Hey, natural twenty. Very oh, good. Shillelagh. That definitely hits. You used your limit break. Yep. Not bad. Not bad. Plus three on that. Fifteen. Magical bludgeoning damage. Fifteen magical bludgeoning damage. Number two there. Yeah. Very good. Okay. And then we'll prep the offhand punch to just like aim for the throat. Plus four. Seventeen. That hits. Eight. Or a D four plus two. Four extra bludgeoning damage. Four more bludgeoning damage. All right. So, a pretty heavy smack, and then as you smack it directly in the throat, and you can hear it sort of coughing, there's a little bit of, like, hot steam sputtering out of, out of its mouth. Oh, no. As it is sort of ch- kind of choke on its own sort of air supply. Um, okay. Next we have uh, Galahad. Okay. Yup. Deal a lot of damage. I could. I'm. I'm hoping the one in front of us is already relatively injured. Yeah. We'll just go with with one attack, with with the glaive. All right. So you're attacking the same one that's right yep. kind of wrestling with natural uh, twenty, not natural. Oh, I was gonna say okay, twenty. That definitely is obviously. So this thing sort of actively choking on its own steamy breath. Mm. Seven points of slashing damage. Magic. All right. Nice. A pretty pretty hefty slice. Okay. Is that it? I don't think I want to put Shield of Faith on anyone since you're at one hit point. Yep. Might as well just use that for a cure. Yeah. That sounds fair. Yeah. Because what? Shield of Faith a plus two? Plus two, yeah. 15 to 17. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you see this guy. 5, 10, 15, 20, 30. He moves ahead just a little bit. Mm. And 
puts what looks like uh, one of those sort of scraps of meat inside his sling mm. and chucks it directly at you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> meat attack. Basically, yes. <laughs> that is an 11 to hit you. That misses. Okay. So it sort of splats to the ground near you. Happy birthday to the ground. <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> Lucinda, you're back up. All right. I've got one hit point, and I need to AC, mm-hmm. so I'm going to totally waste a second dance. There you go. <laughs> okay. Very good. Make it happen. And uh, Raven's going to distract the dragon. All right. The little drake yeah. that's next to you? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a natural 20. Hey. Very good. Right when we need it. So that is 10 slashing damage. 10 slashing damage for our number one here. Okay. Yep. And that's all I've got. Okay, then next up here are the uh, the little drakes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> the drake will respond in kind towards you. We'll try to... Um, We'll try to bite you. That is an 11. Nope. And we'll try to whap you with its tail. That is a 10. It's sort of gnashing its teeth and snapping at you. So you're trying to, f- to fend it off. This one here manages to sort of clear and make, get sort of a, mm. a proper breath out of it again. Get the phlegm out. <laughs> and uh, attempts to bite and tail thwip you. Come on, dice. That is a 13. That will miss. And a tail flip. That is a 9. That will also miss. All right. Again, thrashing and moving about as you're trying to keep it at bay. Just keep dancing. Just keep dancing. (laughs) Our kobolds, Mm -hmm. seeing that you are engaged with the drake, both try to stab you. Seeing that you are somewhat distracted. Backstab. Alright, that is a tw- 21. 21. Did you? Would hit, but I pop another shield spell. Okay. And Just. then the second gentleman tries again. Tries. And gets a 12. Yes. Okay. So both of them, their dagger blades deflected by this shimmering arcane energy. Oh, alrighty then. And Agate, it's back up to you. This guy doesn't go down this term. I'm out. <laughs> He's just gonna leave. Yeah, just, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Disengage, bro. Yep. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go Shillelagh. This guy, probably just right on the head. Ooh, that's an iffy. Uh, fourteen. That's a hit. Great. Very good. Oof. For four magical bludgeoning damage. Four damage. Oh. Yeah. And we will offhand take that punch. All right. Take a pounce. Axial kick. Yep. Pounce. Fourteen to hit. Still hits. Okay. Four, five bludgeoning damage. All right. It's looking pretty beat up, but it is still up. Now's the time for you to leave. <laughs> I'm gonna get bit if I do, though. Uh, 
No, I'm not risking it. All right. There's no biscuit to get. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Need that biscuit. I will try to finish it off. Oh, uh, it's 23. Yeah. To hit. There, his 14's hit, so I think, yes, definitely. Yeah, it was a 19, so it was like, oh, it could have been a natural 20. Uh, six points of slashing damage. Six points, okay. With a heavy glaive strike, it screeches, there's a spray of blood, and this thing sort of wilts to the ground. Is dead. Good job, now help me. Yeah, and I, I start to move, like... Be right there. <laughs> Five, <laughs> ten, fifteen... 20, that'll work. Right there? Or did you want to go so here? Oh, I'll get I'll get in close. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the tamer turns and again tries to pelt you with meat, Galahad. He's going to meet you. <laughs> Thankfully you're not throwing it at the monk. 17 to hit you with the meat. You could uh, catch missiles. That'll hit. I can't do. All right, so you are you take three bludgeoning damage. Okay. And you are now covered in sort of like the juice and stringy meat of mm. the morsels that it was feeding the the drakes beforehand. Delicious. Three. <laughs> I still have all. Still have all your hit points. Well, yeah, well, well, of what I had before, I still have temporary hit points. Lucinda, nice. All right, I'm going to keep up the dance. Uh, have the have Queen dive bomb the dragon again. Okay, you should help back to him. Go for the kill. Twenty-two. Twenty-two to hit. Yes, yes. it does. And that's five slashing damage. Okay. All right. Next we have uh, the drake. So, the drake seems to, it's engaged with you. It's flapping around and biting and chomping and swipping its tail. And then it hears the telltale wet slap of meat. <laughs> Instantly, its head cranes over, sees you, Galahad, and then, and then skitters towards you to try to eat your own face off. That is a 22 to hit you. That'll hit. Okay. So it bites. That is seven piercing damage. And as its jaws make purchase, can it make a deck save? It, it can. And it should. 15. So it saves, so it'll take half of nine points of lightning damage. Okay. And that was seven piercing damage that you hit me with? Yes. Okay. 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 Alright. And it flips you with a tail. That is a 13 damage. That misses. Alright. Hold the line. Now it is actively like you can see spittle, and it is like, yeah, you're basically using your glaive to hold it off as it's trying to eat both your flesh and the other flesh that's on your flesh. <laughs> it's, just, it's just actually like licking me, and its tongue is so rough that it feels. Yeah, like it's it's that super sandpaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you just keep telling yourself what you want to think, buddy. A freshly ground cleric. <laughs> All right. Cobalt friends. So. Cobalt powers activate. So their cobalt powers activate. <laughs> they combine into one mecha cobalt. Uh-oh. No. Um, Uh-oh. Like me- both of them, Ridley? again, sort of look at each other. They sort of kind of shrug and try to stab you again. The, the two stooges over here. We're going to have the third tied mm. up. That is a, let's Uh-oh. see here, a 19 to hit you. That hits. And then the other guy. We're out of shield spells. That is a 23 to hit you. Well, I go down after the first one. Is he going to waste his attack on me? Yes. Okay. They're both doing it essentially at the same time. <laughs> yes. So you take... The dual stab. Let's see. Now, they're both going to hit, so we're going to determine whether you... I mean, you probably won't die in... Oh, so it'll be like one attack damage-wise? No, it's two attacks. Okay. One after the other, but in rapid succession. So, so first of all, that's five piercing damage. Mm-hmm. And then three more piercing damage. So that's what? Down in a death save? Yes. Correct. So that drops you to zero, and then you have to make a death save. All right, I automatically get one because the second guy hit me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you got to make a death save. All right. In the meantime, Agate. Oh, we'll go risky. I'm sure I have one hit point. <laughs> yep. Very risky. I'm gonna That's all, baseball uh... slide in there and tap you back up for on the table. Ooh, nice. Uh, plus three. Nine hit points. Oh. Oh. All right. That's it. Not, not needed. That's my quote-unquote druid cure wounds once per day. Okay, so <laughs> you are you are still prone, Lucindra, but you're conscious again. Don't ever make, let me make fun of you taking that druid correspondence class again. <laughs> yeah, better not. <laughs> oh, and your, your dance the, is The druid down. department of yes, Phoenix Online. <laughs> Oh, Phoenix down yeah, on the Okay. We need a mega Phoenix down right now. <laughs> Galahad. Does anybody have an elixir? No. <laughs> That'd be real nice. They'd refill our spell slots, right? You, you gotta save them for the end boss. Because what if you need it later? It's true. <laughs> it? no, that's what you save the mega elixir for. But even the elixirs. What if you need those later? <laughs> uh... Okay. I will I will cast inflict wounds on Ooh. on our dragon. Okay. So if my hand gets like all shadowy darky and just try to grab at this little dragon. Okay. Try to fist the dragon Fuck. with your bla- with your black hand. Hmm. That's a that's a eight. An eight you say? <laughs> to hit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I, I, th- I think it's a hit or hit or nothing. So it does not hit. Because yeah, I don't think it, I do have. So now check if it's concentration. Because if it's concentration, you get to hold on to it for a little bit, and maybe get to release it again. Two fifty-three is instantaneous. Make a melee spell attack Damn. on a hit. Target takes the Yep. Yep. Nope. Just whoop. So it's a whiff. 
It is a lot of damage. It is a lot of damage. Okay. Sizable whiff. Anything else, Galahad? Mm. As your Satsui no Hado misses. <laughs> I'll, I'll get on the other side with the dragon. Like, okay, so you're gonna go. So five, yeah. ten, yeah, right here. Yeah. Cool. Alrighty then. Our tamer. Tamer moves forward five, ten, and tries to stab you. As it, as they do. As they want to do. Yeah. <laughs> That is a 22. That'll hit. And you take uh, three piercing damage. Hanging in there, buddy? Yeah, five left. Sounds rough. (laughs) He gets you in the kidney... Well, in the kidney area. Having, like, basically 50% 50 extra hit points has helped. That is solid. Twice. Lucinda. Since I did get hit in the last battle. Hmm. I'll stand up. Sounds good. Yeah. Good starting move. Have uh sure you don't want to do a oh well you're not a monk. Yeah, no, the, the kip up. The <laughs> Sean Michaels kip up. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So we uh also distract the dragon again. Sure. Yeah. Oh that's a fourteen. Fourteen to hit our Drake friend? Yeah. That hits. For five slashing damage. Five slashing damage, okay. Alright. Another meaty cut. Then we have. It's the Drake in turn. Angus Crest. <laughs> still have the meat on me. Mm-hmm. You are still delicious. Congratulations. It turns towards you. Again, the smell is overpowering. And tries to bite and thwap you. Okay. Eight to hit. Oh, miss. Eight to hit. To miss. All right. <laughs> Both biting and flapping. It is now sort of um, actively overwhelmed with targets, essentially. Mm. Smells and lights and Sensory sounds. Overload. Yeah. Just biting wildly. Yes. Thrashing, yeah. biting wildly. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. Moves forward. One of them tries to stab you, and one of them tries to stab you. So both Agate and Lucinda are taking, trying to take a hit. So we have here natural one, which is a definite miss. It's a devil. That's for That's Lucindra. And then for you, Agate. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Natural 20. <laughs> Feast and famine. Plus four is 24. Okay. So That'll do. <laughs> all right. So let's see how much you take. So Agate takes, as long as it's not 18, seven piercing damage. All right, we're down. So this kobold gets out a lucky nick. Uh, My pancreas. Shrug and collapse. Yeah, (laughs) you fall into the the nearby harbor for some reason. Yeah. I wish I kind of stayed over there. I could have gotten you up. Agate. Let's see how it goes. Time for a death save. 20. 11. Mm. So, so, so good. Mm. Good, good. I'll take One success. Uh, Galahad. Try to whack this dragon. Ugh, that's another eight. No. That's a miss. Mm-hmm. Well, eight's been a common number, so. 
Eights are common. Eights are common. You'll find eights everywhere. You know, it's not a, it's not unusual. I'm returning the eights to him. Yeah. There you go. These these are yours. I found this. This is yours. The Drake again tries to get you in the side. Or the tamer. Sorry, the tamer. Yes. Uh, let's see. So that mm. is for our tamer friend. Seventeen. Oh, that'll hit. Okay. Six piercing damage. Oh, now I'm done. Down he goes. And I just kind of go, oh shit. <laughs> yep. On you. Don't worry. I have I, I've rolled lots of twenties on death saves. Lucindra, <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> so you are gonna... the only one of your your party remaining up. So. Oh, just just thunder wave, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't have any spell slots. I don't know that spell. We'll use Ultima. Yeah, of course. Ultima, yeah. Summon Bahamut. <laughs> Where's your <laughs> Where's your materia? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like you were doing that as what was it? Uh, oh, Kip from. Uh, from uh, um, Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Where's your material? No, I'm, I'm thinking the other guy. Uh, Where's your The main guy yeah. from Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, the, uh, for some reason, I got him confused with the other guys. Um, you know, where's your material? You know, <laughs> the one with the mustache and the red skin. I'm um, on my day. Right, so, uh, gosh, Tino, where's your material? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Queen and I are going to double team Get the dragon. Your own material. There you go. Okay, nice. That's um, a phrase. It's probably <laughs> this is a this is a family podcast. That's two natural twenty. So hey. nice, very good. So pick one of them. <laughs> Fourteen slashing damage. Fourteen slashing. Okay, so a lucky cut. You see that it's it actually is its neck is cut. You know in. In twain, essentially, and you can see that the Drake sort of head flops back, and it is dead. And then I shout out in Draconic, "Yes, fear me!" <laughs> <laughs> the, the three of them are like, "Well, the dogs are dead, but we're still here." <laughs> okay, so. The kobolds, in turn, they both try to stab you. <laughs> Gonna get it one of these days. All right, so that is a 22. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is. And then the other one. Mighty Morphin Shankin time. That is a 20. Yeah, that is. You know, not natural. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, three piercing damage. Mm-hmm. Hanging in there. And then another six piercing Ooh. damage. Oh, that puts me down. Just four. Good thing we can save scum. I'm afraid not, unfortunately. <laughs> so, um, as, as your vision starts to leave you, you drop unconscious to the floor with kobolds sort of swarming oh, over you, the dark cave sort of recessing in your mind. And I think, ten. Dang it! I just and I think, I think with that, your time in the keep of the Cobalt Queen is over. I should have just not gone over, and then I could have gotten you up for another turn, and then just 
we would have died. Now Possibly. You, you unfortunately yeah. did not use the save crystal to the left of the <laughs> entrance to the cave. Yeah, to, to so like you will get, have to get, st- get lot, you'll have fill to start up our over. HP and MP. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the should have thought stack. about that. Didn't yeah, we that. had a tent, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. That'd be a fun well, twist. That's the end of our little adventure, unfortunately, mm-hmm. as 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 so unfortunate it, as it was. So it goes. Yes. We got pretty lucky on some of those swings though that were Yes, you did. Way. Yeah. So, um, since we're wrapped up, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about how you felt about this sort of more combat-heavy portion, obviously, of mm-hmm. the sort of exploratory dungeon-esque kind of a part of the adventure in a minute. First, let me tell you what uh, what the rest of the mm-hmm. adventure the adventure had for you, which was, I mean, you guys were in the thick of it at this point. Yeah. You guys were in the war room uh, just now. There were the two kobolds looking over the map. There was a drake tamer. Gentlemen, there. no fighting. And, this is the war. And two gold pseudo drakes, which is what gave you sort of the real, real yeah. trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, Could have hit them with Thunder Wave, but not the max damage. Limit. Just past the um, the wooden door, the uh, at the north end of the room, the large ornate wooden door, it would have been the throne room. In the wall of that room would have been a silver throne. A variety of monsters carved into the blue stone behind it. A large, leathery yellow egg sits on a bed of gold coins on the throne. Hmm. And between the throne and the only entrance to the room, there would have been a kobold wearing a crown of silver with sapphires, standing alert, ready for intruders. This would have been the kobold queen, and with her would have been three additional kobolds. Um... She would have tried to intimidate you into leaving with your lives, obviously. Even allowing you to take whatever you managed to loot so far, if you wanted to leave with your lives. Hmm. And then she would fight to the death to protect her prized possession, the The dragon dragon egg. egg. Hmm. Interesting. So what was the deal with the door? The vault door? The vault door, um, leading into an ancient cerulean vault, um... It said, when breathing fire alone isn't enough, become a key and self-destruct. And so it required, based on sort of the clue there, three coins. Hmm. You already inserted one, which is the dragon, when breathing fire isn't enough. One of the other coins that you already picked up was a mimic. Yeah. Become Become a key. key. And self-destruct was the trickier one because you hadn't found yet Hmm. the silver coin... Uh, depicting one of those exploding constructs, which yeah. it was on the body of the cobalt alchemist, which you hadn't searched. Oh. Okay. Yeah. But if you had put those three inside the slot in order, the ancient vault would have opened, revealing a silver pendant that is essentially a rare crystal keep accessory. Mm. Rare meaning that it would have uh, two slots for crystal. Oh, nice. And in, and set into the accessory already would have been a transparent gem with flecks of bone and metal. What is actually known as a patek gelat crystallia, which would have given you... Plus two cards? Yes, plus two cards. Now, <laughs> it would have allowed you to cast the greater invisibility spell targeting yourself without providing material components. Damn. In addition to the spell's normal effects, your size increases by one category. What? Ooh. And while you have a creature grappled, it takes 1d12 acid damage at the start of each of its turns. 1d12. And you wouldn't be able to do that spell again until the next dawn. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty good. 
since yep. it's embedded in an accessory. Now, depending, the crystallias have different effects depending on if they're embedded in an accessory, an armor, or a piece of, you know. Oh, okay, Because okay. right. yeah. I was going to ask what the... If you flipped yours into the weapon, what it would be. Yeah, because I had made that joke comment kind of in town. If you had defeated the, the Cobalt Queen, you could have recovered the, or the crown that she was wearing. It would have been worth about 100 gold pieces. A small treatise in Britain and Draconic about Cerulean magic. Mm. Um, and anybody who had read that treatise could have begun taking levels in the Cerulean Sage Prestige class the next nice. time they gained a level. And you would have found some precious gems, some fine clothing in the style of Cerulea, obviously old, but still decently kept, and some gold pieces. If you had successfully retrieved the dragon egg and brought it back out of the tunnel. Um, there was a, a particular thing that you uh, were unable to discover because you went in a different route, right? In the lab itself, we'll call it the lab, is the place where the workbench is and the vault door, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. There was a hidden um, tunnel. Uh, if you had managed to, to spot this, you could have squeezed through this hidden cobalt-made tunnel down into a grand cavern illuminated by an eerie blue flame burning in the midst of an adult dragon's skeletal ribcage. Mm, mm. If you'd come within 15 feet of the skeleton, a dragon known as Pakangba would have manifested over the flame and immediately attacked you. It's very cheerful, Mm-hmm. If the spectral dragon's attacks reduce a character to zero hit points, the character is automatically stabilized. Nice. If all characters are reduced to zero, or they flee the room, Pakangba would have simply dissipated and not reappeared. If you had defeated the dragon, she would have become pacified and spoke with you, explaining that the kobolds that you guys had previously encountered in the lair had used explosives to trap and kill her while she was laying an egg. The egg had been taken by the Cobalt's leader, and that Pakangba was willing to teach the characters how to summon her if nice. they agreed to kill the Cobalt leader and ensure the safe hatching of the egg. Mm. That's kind of sweet. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a party. If you had retrieved the dragon egg and, in the process of getting it to sort of hatch successfully, had brought it back to, to, to Canaria, actually. Mm. Mm. You might have learned that Sydney formerly was a dragon sworn knight a long time ago. Mm. Essentially a dragoon type. Mm -hmm. And she would have been able to teach you how to take levels in the dragon sworn knight advanced class. Very nice. Real cool. Clownack, mm -hmm. of course, would have paid you your dues if you had returned with some kind of proof, 50 gold pieces. You know, just to dragon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or crown. Or crown. No. Crown, of the, crown of the Cobalt Queen, what I think, would have mm -hmm. done. Would have done. Right. And the advanced classes, for instance, um, obviously based on the Blue Mage and the Dragoon, respectively, mm. right? The Cerulean Sages could have learned things like Fire Breath, Pounce, Self-Destruct, and Weakening Breath. But those are spells that obviously weren't available to you in the, the scope of this playtest. Mm -hmm. So, now that we have quote-unquote finished mm -hmm. the playtest... Um, and you know sort of what awaited you and what you experienced, and combined with the first part of the adventure, mm. what are your feelings now about the adventure in terms of its JRPG trappings, you know, its, um, 
its aesthetics, its design choices, and everything like that. And does did the second half for you change in any way the feeling from the previous half that if you had closed your eyes, it would have been just sort of... It would have felt like another traditional Dungeons & Dragons adventure. So just provide some provide some commentary. I think the JRPG elements were definitely ramped up in the second part of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Especially if you had, I mean, I seen think the dragon. If you'd like, seen the skeletal yeah. dragon ghost that thing, that would have yeah. been a dead game. Like that's that would have been a very good that's game. Dragon Quest and stuff all the way. Right. Oh, yeah. you know? I would have almost suggested Breath of Fire ish. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Force that kind of scene in like a pit trap where it just kind of like shuffles you into that scene that's not a bad idea you mean the pit trap yeah. um that you guys had come into before the lab maybe it dumped you out into the dragon cap yeah mm-hmm. if you had if you had fallen into it and it almost maybe kind of like force a fail in that kind of sense of like to to allow that scene to happen not not a huge fan well, of forced failure unfortunately I yeah, like it is that I, I, I don't possibility. Know. I, I like the idea of it being a possibility yeah. and there are there was there was another trap in a different part of the lair that you guys had circumvented, and if you that would have been another opportunity for maybe to fall into this cavern deeper below, right? Mm-hmm. But there would have been because that's kind of a scene where I I just don't want like the party to miss it kind of thing. That's true. Yeah, but part of it is if you force it, it can take some of the magic out of the moment. Yeah, that I understand. Uh, so it depends on what's more important to you, right? The, the fact that they yeah. get sort of the full experience of what the Cobalts had done, or if you, or if that's worth like sidebarring kind of thing, where you can you can give the option for it. Maybe give the option to sort of like funnel your party yeah, into this area. Here's a funnel right. to that. I mean, element. honestly, I wouldn't say just throw them in there, but like make that tunnel more obvious, like. Where it's like actually blowing out, and it looks like explosives have been used there. Okay, so instead of making it hidden, yeah. make it like, oh, there's clearly been something used here. Yeah. Well, the yeah. thing is, characters who made a perception check or had a passive perception of fourteen or higher would have, if they weren't sort of busy in the room, right, mm-hmm. would have noticed a breeze moving through from the eastern side of the lab, and it basically mm-hmm. would point out, oh, there's a little okay. kind of cobalt-sized little... crack there. So what I would have gotten yeah. if we weren't just. Hanging around a bit more. Yeah. Okay. Well, a battle broke out. You were yeah. focusing on the, the the vault door and everything mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and you terrorized that poor kobold before strapping him to the table. Mm-hmm. So, As you do. You know. <laughs> Any other thoughts about the total adventure, or even just this part, I think would be helpful, because we've already yeah. got the recorded thoughts on the previous one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that like dragon moment does scream... JRPG more than anything else. Everything else still feels relatively grounded uh, in kind of the D&D trappings. Sure. Uh, and the... I, I do wonder how much of that is because the traditional fantasy tropes of so JRPGs close. are so mm-hmm. dependent on yeah. the tropes of Dungeons & Dragons. Like, how much of that is is part, is part of the form and mm-hmm. unavoidable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the puzzle was good, though. Uh, it's something about like the minted coins on that felt more JRPG-ish to yeah. me for some reason. Sure, yeah. I at least like. I don't know if I would have jumped to it without like walking into it, but something about it had a bit more of that. 
I, th- I think the difference is that, you know, traditionally you're going to get these puzzles where you're like, I don't know, you're moving around like weird orbs or something like mm-hmm. that. But the fact that they were coins and a slot sort of implies a sense of civilization there, especially mm-hmm. when combined with the talk about Cerulea being an ancient city-state and all this yeah. stuff like that. I think there's something very JRPG about, you know, a kingdom long past that was, you know, somewhat technologically sophisticated but has, you know, been lost to time or whatever. That feels very... I also like the fact that the puzzle felt you have one try. Mm. Yeah, because I was going to say, is there like a return slot? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was going to make that joke. Well, yeah. the option, the thing is, if you had placed like an incorrect, an incorrect coin or a coin in the wrong order, a spring release would have ejected all of the coins Before. from a slot. Okay. okay. So you could have had more opportunities. Yeah. But so far, you'd only put, you'd put one in, yeah, and it was yeah, the first correct. one, correct yeah. one, so, you know. There was no reason for you to see to end up seeing yeah. that ejection. Like that that's almost something I want to steal because I'd like it as a here's a really easy way to get a one shot style puzzle. Probably if that was the way I was going to go with it, I'd definitely describe like there's clearly no way to get coins back out of it to set that in, but uh, definitely if this is like an adventure designed as kind of a first or starting adventure that reset ability is important so you, you can know. you can experiment without yeah. feeling the sting of yes yeah. without being like yeah. nope, nope. failed it's just jammed in there now yeah yep and that 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 would give you a quick way if you wanted to even sidebar that bit and go okay if you're playing with experienced dungeon delvers here's a way to turn that puzzle up a little bit yeah kind of give to turn it up a like advance of yeah you can't tell Yep. This might this might be a one one shot thing. Yeah. I do like that the as you were you know, very clearly as you were moving through this Kobold headquarters, so to speak, that it was becoming more and more clear that it was part and parcel with these Cerulean ruins based mm-hmm. on the stones, right? Yeah. And that the puzzle was sort of naturally organically woven into yeah. sort of it makes perfect sense that if that you're in there. Cerulean Ruins, that there's going to be this vault door. That that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. to me. Like, that that felt more organic than some other puzzles, which just feel like, why the hell why are they here? here? Yeah, yeah, who designed this? Like, every time I looked at, or walked through, like, Skyrim and saw any of their puzzles, almost every time it's like... It's like, why would you make who, this? Who did this? Who did this and why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you wanted to go a little JRPG, you could do kind of like one of those save shrines... To allow, like, the, the party to do, like, a short rest in the middle of the dungeon. Okay, yeah, like a that, little, that's a little not place. That's a good idea, yeah. Not, not, not to give, like, an out, but just yeah. basically, like, like a spring or something like yeah. that. Kind yeah. of like... You know, yeah, like the classic statue with water coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just kind of nice refresh yourself. Yeah. 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 I can understand that. I think combat was well balanced. We were just coming in with a party of three. It's true. Level yeah. two, yeah. level yeah. yeah. Party of three, level two characters that weren't fighters. <laughs> it's true. Fair yeah. Yeah. I, I think even fighters would have had a rough run. But Did take it yeah. and died. Yeah. Yep. Eventually. Oh. Well, they all fell unconscious. <laughs> yes. Oh, Presumably. Okay. They didn't. Out, didn't they didn't outright it. die. But no. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, anything further about sort of the total experience, or is this something that? If you were aiming for 
a JRPG experience in the Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition mold? Is this something that you would use? Is this something that you would recommend to other people? Like, you know. From what I've seen so far, yeah. yeah. Um, it, it gives you an interesting starting location. I think there's almost nothing more enjoyable than having low-level characters be handed a dragon egg for success. Mm -hmm. That's just guaranteed fun, no matter how that goes. <laughs> I, um, I definitely like how they did uh, the prestige classes. No. Yeah, the opportunity that if you to successfully do, like, do these things, you can... Yeah, yeah. yeah. You I, earn the right, essentially, to... I like yeah. that built into systems more, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now again, you know, if there are more, the, obviously this is a part of a I, larger. If I'm remembering correctly, this is a part of a greater document that's being worked on. So, mm -hmm. you know, if the other advanced classes or prestige classes or whatever, how they function and like if how they, they are discovered, you know, if some of them are available like at the jump for players, you know, mm -hmm. or they're yeah. or they're or all allow, discovered like a class change kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know what that mm -hmm. system is like, so I, I couldn't just... comment on that, but. Because instead of being a cleric, now you're the yeah. prestige class. Where at the beginning you could just be the quote unquote like freelancer. Yeah, I don't I don't know what the what the setup is, but okay. So so overall overall thoughts then. That's pretty good. Yeah, oh, I liked it. Good starting adventure. I, I definitely play it again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good. Well, that, well, that's good. Yeah. Reload that save. Yeah, reload. Yeah. That save. <laughs> so so overall, the thoughts are. Um, there, so I, I think, generally speaking, what we all agree on is that there is a kind of a elevated, uncomfortable overlap between the D and Dness of it and the JRPGness mm -hmm. of it, mm -hmm. and so that leads to: Am I playing? Am I playing like a Dungeons and Dragons module or am mm -hmm. I playing a JRPG module? And like, what are the distinctions there, and how quickly? Do you telegraph two players? This is a JRPG thing, mm -hmm. in order to very clearly sort of make, make that, that separation. Mm -hmm. And how important is that, right? So those are questions to ask. Yeah. Um, but that we fell on the side of like, well, it feels kind of traditionally dungeony, whereas you could see some of the hints. I'm not suggesting this as so, as yeah. a solution, but it's some. I'm just talking out mm -hmm. loud, thinking out loud. Um, Free association. That. Um, if this particular adventure were taking place in a, in a society more like, like, let's say, Xenogears, mm. or Final Fantasy twelve, is that was that be appropriate? That that civilization where like there's a level of complexity in terms of like the civilizations, the technologies, and stuff that. The basic assumptions of like medieval fantasy and that sort of thing are not there anymore, mm -hmm. and so you get to basically you're putting a different aesthetic coat of paint on yeah. it, and it might feel more JRPG, even though you're essentially doing the exact, the, same, the exact thing. same thing. I think you'd yeah. be right there. Um, even as simple as like kind of rebranding the carriages a bit, mm. um, yeah, it, it needs a little bit more of that. From a from a D and D point of view, that sense of otherness, yeah, to help separate it from it. Oh, you could do like the chocobo kind of, yeah. Thing I mean, that's... for like the carriage instead of like horses. Yeah. Well, that again, how, yeah. how much do you want to rip off? Yes. Right, like, yeah. There are plenty of little sort of references and seeds in this adventure that will 
pointed out. But yeah, I think I think there's something lacking here where um, there's a there's at least an opportunity here to do a little bit of seated world building and really set it apart from other sort of medieval fantasy modules, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if you already got the, the Crystal stuff... Yeah, the, use, the Crystallia stuff is... Yeah, you can use that as, like, a power source to kind of up the level of te- te- technology. But. Sure, yeah. And mm. and to some extent, I mean, the, 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 the fact that Crystallia exists, the fact that these Crystal Keep things exist, is a component of that. Yeah. But you could say that... It's a good feel for it, Until too. you get to Canaria, there's not a, there's not a sense that it's... Yeah. Everywhere. It's, right. it's why I kind of keep going back to the the cleric who gives the mission. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you can impart something in that that really sells the kind of JRPG-ness mm-hmm. or the world, yeah. be it do that quick little scene of what it looks like as you're walking out and just get a feel of the world for a moment. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of... of... So flesh out maybe prelude just a little bit more to yeah. tell you, this is JRPG town, right? Yeah, yeah. just yeah. enough that it's it's got that sense where you're like okay it's not thatched roofs and the dutch style housing right yeah. there there's it isn't a mott and bailey right mm-hmm. it's it's you know yeah it's some it's something more like figaro castle or mm. you know whatever right yeah depending on how early you you want to kind of introduce it you could have the the cleric kind of have some of that equipment and like offer one of like the jewels as the reward instead of just okay so gold. instead of gold pieces maybe he offers an, an uncommon crystallia mm-hmm. or something like that a very simple one like something associated something to start with the you church off. yeah yeah maybe where it's like yeah that that would be a quick and easy way because then it's this is a minor relic that's mm-hmm. been handed down in the church over the years this is so important to us that we're willing to part with it as a reward. To get this problem solved, yeah, yeah, and you still get that moment of now you don't have anything to slot this into yet, and then later you could necessarily kind of cut back on. Um, now, obviously, one of the one of the the, the, the scraggly bearded thug mm-hmm. had a crystallia on him mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. Now, having not searched the body, you wouldn't have necessarily just come across that. Yeah. But Hamath had perfect opportunity there to mm. like. Rifle through the stuff and like and look, I found this thing. What would have done? There was also another one on the Drake Tamer, but of course, yeah, yeah, didn't get that chance. (laughs) Yeah, and there's one in the ancient vault, like you know, like Crystal Keep and Crystallia stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So you could pull back on one of those to front load it and offer it as a reward, right? Yeah, to keep the balance. To keep the the balance, right? Maybe that's fair. You know. Because then it just kind of differentiates it a little bit earlier. Yeah, from the jump, they're immediately dangling this, like, hey, this this is mechanically different. Yeah, Yeah, which immediately steps out and goes, okay, that's cool, that's new, that's different, that's not quite D&D. It's not traditional fantasy, right? Well, it's not D&D fantasy, right? Yeah. In that, oh, okay, that feels like materia. Hmm, I'm Mm -hmm. the town already. So, yeah. So maybe an offering of a crystallia, a minor crystallia or something like that, as a reward to the party, and then providing a little, maybe a scene or two, or even just a little bit of boxed text about Prelude and how it is very different from your traditional sort of um, fantasy village or city. Right. Okay. The European fantasy. Yeah, I think those are. I think those are good. Good suggestions. Is there anything else? Uh, Maybe towards the middle of the adventure or the end. Did you think it 
fair. Yeah. Uh, it's balance is always that hard thing, especially when it's we're coming resources. with a group of three. Yeah, resources. It, that was one where it's like if we had rested, um, which never feels like in a dungeon. Yeah, in a dungeon. yeah, it's not a dungeon. It's, it's not a great idea. Mm. Which is why, like, the statue could be like it's the immediate short rest, and you yeah. just let them go. But or yeah, have have some the you know save zone. Yeah, maybe keep maybe keep this refreshing statue in a slight, somewhat out of the way location, Mm -hmm. not hidden per se, but off in a a different tunnel, so that if you stumble upon it, it's a boon for you. But if not, then you know it's not you're missing anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just missed it. It's not like you didn't unlock the runes Mm -hmm. to open the door (laughs) or something. Something that effect, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that would have rewarded thorough exploration. Like, oh, cool! There's, mm-hmm. oh, we get to take a little nice dip. A fairy comes out, you know, yep. with triangular breasts, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. what? Oh, Zelda! I was thinking about Breath of the Wild. Yep. Mm. Same thing. Yep. Oh, okay. Except the, the the breasts are less triangular and pointy, and that because <laughs> they have. How are her breasts being different? I mean, they're big, but like they're like like realistically like Lara Croft, modeled, you know? Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. We're talking about Lara Croft. Got a point. Cybertron. PS1. <laughs> Cyber Tits. <laughs> Which is the name of my new band, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to make a synth wave under there the you go. name Cyber Tits. Yeah. Okay, well, all right, well, thank you all for participating in this playtest. Yeah. I'm sure that this was interesting. Benjamin will be glad to hear the feedback and, and see, you know, what, what he can do to sort of as he shapes the adventure and tweaks it and everything like that, mm-hmm. I'm sure he will be glad for the feedback. Yeah. I'll definitely be curious to see some of the, the, the mechanical edit. things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, immediately what I'm curious about is, like, what races would be available that you could sure. start to populate yeah. the world with? Mm-hmm. I think All those the plan is to, at least the vibe that I'm getting from mm-hmm. some things that were mentioned on Twitter and then from this document, is to try to... To more properly bridge the gap between 5e play and JRPGs in that um, the JRPG trappings wouldn't necessarily be for races per se, but more in the lines of classes and equipment and things Mm -hmm. like that, Mm -hmm. so that you wouldn't feel like you had to invent necessarily... Different. A completely new paradigm for a world in terms of species and everything like that. Not a, not a full conversion, but a good old mod. Yeah, like a, like a half mod or mm-hmm. something. Like you just sort of like slide yeah. laterally into JRPG town. I can definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. If, if that's the case, then yeah, I think the the fleshing out prelude a little bit more is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Because then you can show off some of that tech, equipment, whatever. To whatever extent you wish, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Depending on your level of... You know, technology that you, or whatever sophistication that you wanted yeah. to mm-hmm. telegraph to your players. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you for running. Thank you for letting us test the engine. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Letting us finish this. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, well, we had, we had time, and I thought, you know, we can at least, you know, sneak it in real quick. Sneak it in. Yeah. Because I've been wanting to finish this, and that's why it's coming out. And you did, in a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a kind of finish. It's over. They, 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 they finished us. They finished you. Fatality. Yeah. <laughs> Bane doesn't work. Okay. Not always.
Sorry, I need to talk to you more after the preview show, but I think that's fine. Yeah, that's good. Phoebe did really well. And the uh, the guy who played the dad did a pretty good job too.